Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two-moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. These have all played parts in the world's fate, but it's the people that truly shape the future. And, every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery, quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum, or, in most cases, both. But on a far smaller scale, perhaps it is time we look at the 300 years since our last story. Much of the world of Atlaren has entered an industrial age of machines, magics, gunpowder, and most volatile of all, the printing press. Factions and nations fight for political supremacy as much with blade and bow as paper and ink. But the machinations of nobles don't mean much to our crew. In this particular window in time, it is the year 501, and despite the advancements of the world, the Antarctic continent of Frosthold is still a little behind. A trio of wanderers have unknowingly taken up a mercenary contract together, intertwining their separate threads. Each seek a form of salvation in their own way. One must undo a mistake, one must find their strength, and one must find their true place. Scrappy misfits all. This is their story, pitted against a world of danger and rushing further into the unknown every waking moment. I need no weapon, for I am the weapon. I need no armor, for my family is my armor. When I fall, I rise to guard eternal. This was the Nothar Creed that Fustrak Broadhorn was raised by. A Minotaur barbarian with a love of battle and honor, the son of Chief Tejar is fierce detective of those he cares about. Fustrak is traveling the world to learn new fighting styles and techniques, and hoping to bring them back home to Garrett Eldathas. While not exactly smart, Fustrak makes up for it in brute strength and tenacity on the battlefield. The maul on his back comes in handy, but Fustrak prefers unarmed combat to even the playing field. Despite his gruff exterior, Fustrak can be quite patient, kind, and gentle, but guards the secrets of his past tightly though it may soon catch up with him. If you're ever in search of polite company and good conversation, perhaps Magda Renly won't be your first choice. If you have a problem that needs taken care of by whatever means necessary, however, you won't find a better mercenary for the job. Hailing from the Bjorning Woods of Amnoblin, Magda has traveled the world under the employment of the Atlan Mercenary Company. She's a human blood hunter who acquires her abilities from special concoctions taught to her by the Guild of the Gate. While she has served the AMC for many years, anyone who comes across her may get the distinct impression she has no interest in niceties and kissing arse to rise through the ranks. Even so, Magda knows that in order to achieve her goals, she needs the AMC and the Guild. If she'll ever be able to stop looking over her shoulder and finally start looking forward, she needs to play the game. But she'll be damned if she lets herself trust anyone again. Oh, hey there, guy. 
My name is Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago, which you know is probably too many names, but Ma and Dad couldn't pick one they liked best, and even after all that effort to choose one, they like, you know, they ended up calling me Nick, wouldn't you know? Even my babysitters growing up, old Alma and Candy, called me all sorts of things because Christ, they had a lot to choose from, didn't they? Half the time I don't even know who anyone is talking to, but I answer anyway because I just like to be helpful. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, you can just call me Noah. I grew up in a sweet little suburb of Port Midcord called Reese's Ridge, and I tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way. My parents have a successful little potion shop that I helped out with as a kid. My dad was doing crazy experiments with the potions while Ma was tinkering away on whatever she could find. You know, I remember some of the other kids while I was growing up, they would come to our neighborhood barbecues and bring their toys over to show off. Why, this one time I accidentally melted poor Patty's new doll, and boy did I feel silly. After that, you can sure bet I got a good lesson in potion safety. Well, once I got older, I traveled around with the Phelan Caravan since, you know, they were good friends of the folks, and I learned a lot more on my travels. Now, after traveling so much, I've helped the folks expand the business and, you know, created a few more things that we can stock in our stores. I came to Frosthold in search of some rare ingredients and some make some new, you know, potion things with. And I'll be darned all the heck if I'm not going to come up with something cool to show my dad next time I come home. Oh, hey there, everybody. Hello, everybody. I was looking at your face like, and... I kept forgetting to unmute myself, so, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm your Dutch master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Hello! Who's not paying attention. I'm sorry. It's I, okay. I got into a Twitter fight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you need backup, just let us know. We will stop oh my God. the stream. Oh, I'm blocking this guy. That was okay. literally the most, like, first grader face I've ever seen you make. Like, you I got into fight. a Twitter fight. Um, and then I did her. We also have uh, Blake Wolf. Oh, hey, guys. Hi. It's and me. It's you. It's me. Have... The, the Good Wolfie. Lord. We have Zach Gale. Thank you. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) Also, Astrid, if we need to pause the stream so that we can hear all the details of this Twitter fight, no, we're not going to do that. But I mean, it's fine. It's just someone saying my uterus doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, Oh, God. Let's not talk about the real world today. Like, I am on your side as 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 a also have her of uterus yeah for the, but, for the next four hours we're in at lauren not texas yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here if anybody tries to take away your bodily autonomy they get their dick cut off all right so <clears throat> last time i wrote a much shorter recap so hopefully it won't take 15 minutes this time okay. uh on orn the 17th you guys arrived on rolliger island uh, Isle, rather, uh, in the late afternoon with the captain of the fishing vessel refusing to step foot on land with you. Because, uh, you know, Ooh. Isle's curses, that kind of thing. Oh, that's like the beginning of Jurassic Park 3. Right? 2. Um, Just kidding. 
the uh, you guys collected water and a fish using a bra and a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Um, and uh, n- while you guys were setting up camp, Noah discovered a strange flowering vine that would shoot crimson sap that freezes upon sudden movement. You also made a fog bomb. I have dubbed it. Um, actually, I haven't named it yet. Uh, I'm going to think of a very gross name for it, though. So oh, be prepared. Right. Uh, in the night, you guys were stalked by a mountain lion, a gigantic mountain lion because megafauna, and found a strange white dryad thing at the edge of the firelight, only for both to attack you once uh, Noah tossed a, a light stone at the dryad. Mm. Um, you guys did manage to take care of them without Jasper getting completely turned to ribbons. Uh, and Noah came away with spores and such uh, from the dryad thing, oh, yeah. and you guys also got a giant cougar skin. Got a big old cougar skin. Uh, no, Someone I'm say at my age that I have cougar skin, but Lord. <laughs> shish. Uh, Noah, using an experimental elixir, <laughs> was able to hover up and see over the island, and uh, you spotted a spire in the distance, uh, surrounded and topped by lights, and you saw what was probably Vern Isle in the distance, completely shrouded in fog. Uh, the next morning, or on the 18th, you guys traveled fairly safely to a hilltop near where you saw the spire, but it was gone. On uh, that night, Jasper woke you up to see it had reappeared, and a small figure was lugging bags of some kind of feed to the edge of a torch circle around Dear the baby. spire. And uh, what must have been the Vern Tiarta himself, the Vern Hart, you guys can oh. call him if you can't pronounce it, uh, and uh, the Vern Yarta and his herd were there to or eat. Or wait, I guess they're deer ears, so they just like what do you it's like more limp wristed where you just like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, let's all let's all get into caramel dancing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I, was doing I was trying dancing. to think like how long do they have to be to be deer ears and then how floppy are they, or do you like do you swivel around? Sorry, my camera's not high enough. Yeah. It's just like eating, 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 huh? <laughs> <laughs> um that's what I you look guys, like too. You guys watched for a while uh, until the spire and oh, the figure disappeared again. Uh, the Vernjarta remained briefly <laughs> to dig around in the dirt where the spire had Cameron, been. What are you doing? <clears throat> and uh, he looked across straight at you guys. His horns flat, or his uh, antlers flash blue, and you see all these hooked points on it. And he disappeared into the fog with his herd. Uh, you guys did notice in the night that pretty much all of the forests and lowlands of the island were completely covered in fog. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were out of the fog being on a hilltop. Uh, so the morning of Orn the 19th, you guys have woken up and you've made plans to travel across to the other hilltop and wait for the spire to reappear, if I understand correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... As you guys wake for the day, everybody give me a perception check. Yeah, oh, that's going to go really hard, well. Hard. <laughs> oh, yep. It went really well. Eight. Nine. <laughs> nice. Oh, no. Nat one. Oh, cool. So for, one, for a total eight, of four. nine. Nice. 
All right. Um, There's so nothing. He, it's it's who, the island had, is gone. <laughs> who had the nine? Uh, Magda. Okay. Uh, not that it makes a big difference. I just want to know who had the highest. Um, as you guys wake up in the morning, uh, you do notice because it's obvious that the uh, the forests and lowlands are still covered in fog, but it is starting to burn off at least out away from the trees. Um, you see once again the uh, little ancient stone village that you guys previously spotted out on the north end of the island being overgrown by trees. And uh, looking across to the other hilltop, uh, you can just see it as the fog is like rising and burning. Um, You can just barely see the other hilltop still completely bare as it was at the end of the night. Okay. So what are you doing? Um, all right. Well, I gotta put on my, my Magda voice. Well, we have to, um, we probably want to be there when that guy shows back up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably be wise. So, do we want to go over there now? Do we want to kind of take our time? What do we want to do? Uh, well, first I've got a couple of things I'd like to do, but... You know, maybe we can collect some more of that uh, that weird uh, uh, squirt vine sap. Uh, last time we did that, we got attacked by uh, plants that uh, looked like people. So, uh, just so you guys know, um, Considering the valley between the hills, it'll probably take you like four hours to get to the other hilltop, assuming nothing else happens. So you would probably reach there by like noon-ish. You are out of the woods by like a few hours. So if you backtracked back to the woods and then went up to the hilltop, you would get there by like, I don't know, like 5 p.m. Hey. Uh, you know, we can go back later. Or not, or not at all. I don't want to fight one of those again. I mean, maybe we can find something else really cool while we're uh, going up the down the hill and up the hill and through the valley again. We uh, we may also want to take our time and be a little careful because of this mist. We may also want to avoid pissing anything else off. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Is there speaking of which Fustrock, make me a dexterity saving throw. What the fuck? Well we're dead. <laughs> Everybody's fucking <laughs> dead. It is, it, am I able to see what's getting ready to happen? Um you the only thing that tips you off You got a nap on your pre- You got yeah. a nap fucking one. No 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 <laughs> I I believe I believe in the click theory of traps and like oh. sudden things happening. Just the um, oh fuck moment you're just like oh no. Yeah. In, <laughs> all that you hear is this very fast like like a spit. Okay. Oh my god, it's a Dilophosaur. I have have advantage. (laughs) It's a Parasaurolophus! It's a Parasaurolophus! 
It's such a stupid word. I love it. What 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 is what is your reaction and also roll me a dexterity save? Yeah. Oh, I, I have uh, I have dexter advantage on dexterity saves that I can see, so that's why I wanted to double check. Uh, you do not see it. Yeah. Uh, that came out to a nineteen. Okay. Um, what, what do you, give me an idea of what you do at hearing that sound. Like, do you jump? Do you, do you try to attack something? What do you, what's your reaction? Uh, I would, I would tuck and roll. And if Jasper was next to me, I would grab him too. Okay. Oh, you don't so, just turn around and punch it. Like whatever it is. <laughs> um, Jasper I punched a little... into a bear trap. <laughs> Jasper is a little bit away from you so you like tuck and roll away and you feel something glance off your hoof but not on a part that is actually like skin oh my god um and as you like quick like pick yourself up and look back you see this coiled up snake sitting there just like staring at you oh my god it's a spitting cobra it is they're the cobras that don't love you it is rather large um, because this Nobody is got a that. megafauna cool. island. Um, Are there cobras that do love you? Spit versus swallow. Come on. It was supposed oh. to be funny. God, you guys are <laughs> I terrible. I hate it. all of you. Why do I play this game? That was a grade A blowjob joke. I am so upset that nobody laughed. I get it now. <laughs> Listen, I I'm focused on my thing. Um, wow. But uh, you see uh, what at first you think is like some kind of maybe rattlesnake or something, but then you look at the end of its tail and see it's been cut off at a weird angle. And also the snake is covered in all these like pustules and just grossness like it's really sick and you see it only has one like whole fang the other one is kind of messed up and it's just sitting there with its mouth open just guys we got a snake problem (laughs) we could just walk away from it uh, I think that that's the best idea because we uh didn't um, they say we shouldn't necessarily kill anything here? Yeah. They said don't kill the Vernjarta, but really more the warning was don't go poaching. I Am shoot I the good? snake. Okay, make an attack roll. Okay. Man, <laughs> I'm enjoying those fucking already. <laughs> oh, well, that's a nat 19, so that's a 24 to hit. Yeah. My God. All your damage. <laughs> I mean, I'm shooting the snake at point blank range. Oh, no, my defense. The snake's focused on me. Noah just puts Hunky Dory right up against the side of its head. Just just blows into chunks. Um, that's crazy. <clears throat> oh, I didn't roll super well. Uh, so that's plus Jesus. What is this? It's plus Dex. Okay, so six. Six points of piercing damage. That's more than enough to oh, kill okay. a very sick snake. Um, <clears throat> you, I put it out of its misery, you guys. You just take very quick aim, and a few inches below its head, and like a f- just like three or four inches just vaporize mm. as you shoot it. And the head goes flying in one direction, and the body just collapses and just starts oozing blood. Uh, I, uh, I'm like, okay, you guys, just hold on one second. And I go and I get the head and I mm-hmm. stuff it in a jar. Okay. Well, you, you never, get, you get this, like, it's sick. Something is going on. You get this, like, 
thick, gross stuff on your fingers that's not blood. No, I don't. I imagine I use gloves or something or tongs. You still, you'd still get it on whatever you use to pick it up. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to use like my alchemist tools and stuff to pick it up because I don't <laughs> want to get sick from this thing. A little yeah. like little tweezers and just like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I want to, I want to kind of give it a once over because this is happening to more than one creature and I want to understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, make me, you can make either an investigation or a nature check. Well, they're both the same. So let's go with let's go with an invest. This is going to become the theme. We spend about two hours doing like Noah shit. I <laughs> every time. No, no, I love it. I love how into your character brought the you alchemist. Are. Like I have, I got shit to do. Um, I love this because you're interested in what's happening, and that makes I, me really happy. I also love that I roll really well whenever I do this. So yeah. that's a twenty-four. Oh my um, God. So the head itself looks like it dead snake. Some some of the damage is like this snake is an older snake, so some of it's just like natural damage over time, maybe fights with animals. Mm-hmm. Um but the more recent like sick looking like evidence on it is the body has these weird like blisters under the scales that are just some of them are just oozing this horrible thick yellow liquid um its tail once you get a look at the end of its tail you realize that it didn't just like lose its rattle somebody chopped it off it's a very clean cut how am i gonna make maracas this is I'm never going to be able to dual class and bard at this rate. Just just put some seeds inside a coconut. You'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, I do have... I have your 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 potions. Yeah, yeah there you go. You can just, yeah. Okay. Anyway, am continue. I, I'm sorry. Am I the only one who doesn't want to keep getting attacked by dryads or whatever that thing was? Did I know that was a dryad? <laughs> Last night. From, I would say by the end of the fight, once you realize it collapsed into like seeds and spores, yeah, you're pretty sure it was a dryad. If we keep doing this, we're going to not even make it to the Van Hart. So, I, in the distance, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Helena told us to figure out what was going on to get information. So this is this seems like can, a like a thing that shouldn't be happening. So I'm checking it out. Can we do that without like you know incurring the wrath of shit that's going to definitely kill us? I mean, the next time we see a snake that's gonna attack us, I will let you try to reason with it. Also, in all fairness, the snake did attack us first, and so did the puma. We could have just walked away from Fuck the that snake. Puma. That is what I say. Yeah. The puma. The puma. Listen, listen. I understand the puma. Okay, but the plants. The plants. Totally avoidable. Yeah. That no, snake, we're, we're, we, we ain't fucking with any plants no more. No idea. Also, what was Noah's investigation check? Twenty-four. I'm going to give you a little something extra. Oh, God. Um, oh, please you, don't make it gross. 
It has um, syphilis. What? <laughs> and now uh, so does Noah. Oh, yay. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. Anyway, um, you do notice that as you're like examining the body of the snake and not touching it too much because you don't know what's happening to it. Um, you You do notice that like the grass in this area is weirdly kind of short and a little bit stunted. Okay. Like typically in (laughs) wild areas like this, um, like wildflowers and grass, uh, wild grasses will be fairly tall, um, except for when like, of course, animals come through and eat it. But it looks like this hasn't been touched in a long time and it's still a little on the short side. And it's kind of sickly looking green. Now that you can see all of this in the daylight, it's it's just an off color. Is that so is that color just here or does that extend to the other hill? Does the other hill look greener? The other hill does look much greener, um, okay. more natural. And looking out over what you can see above the fog. There are some places where it's a little more yellowed and some places where it's a little greener. Um, It's sort of patchy. And uh, as you're examining this, you do notice that there's signs of trees having been here, like not that long ago that have like all rotted away enough to the point where you can't see them above ground anymore, but you can see like hints of root systems still left and like little mushrooms here and there. Um, Whatever is happening here has been happening for a while. Um, Can I also take like, I'm going to do that cool geologist thing where they like stick a thing in the ground and take a little thing of dirt, like the little tubes of dirt. Yeah. I have to do that, but like, I'm also going to stuff that into a jar. Okay. Um, uh, how far so down have, do you go? Uh, uh, do either of you guys have a shovel? No. I got a hoof. I mean, Hoofing it might work. Uh, let me. What? What do I have? Fingertips. Do you, uh, yeah, the ends of his fingertips are actually like hoof material. <laughs> little They're little hoops. tiny shovels. Um, <laughs> I have a dungeoneer's pack. Does that mean I have like a pickaxe? Castanets on your fingers. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? I have a dungeoneer's pack. So you should have like. I've got a hammer. A hammer. You may have a crowbar. I do have a crowbar. Uh, a backpack and a backpack and uh, I got pythons so I can just like stab the ground with pythons if I want to those are meant for stone no I know um, but I bet you they'll dig a hole uh, no they're a spike they're not a digging tool yeah but it'll, it'll break it up I don't know sure sure um, yeah. yeah it's Looks all right like we're doing track, it by can, hand. You, can you help me like a dig dig down a little of course we, uh, yeah, I'll I'll help dig that hole. Um, okay, how far are you going? Twenty five feet. Let's go make that it a real bitch for day. me to get out. Take <laughs> let's go like let's go like two or three feet and see what it looks like. Okay, that I would say to make it so that it doesn't keep collapsing on you. This will take about an hour to get that far. Okay. Um, especially with having to get through like the grass root systems. Um, That's what the pythons are for. 
Yeah. Um, uh, so, or my hand axes. Yeah, I mean, I can you. shoot the ground as well. Hi, baby boy. Oh, um, shoot the ground. Good lord. Um, a bullet actually won't be that effective against, like, super dense roots. It's a magic just bullet. Slow it, down. it still won't be that effective. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys, good Lord, uh, you guys spend a while, like breaking up like a a square of ground and like pulling out all the grass roots and everything. And then digging down a ways. Um, the first thing you notice is that the root systems are super, super dense, um, and not that deep. Um, yeah. Um, the you don't see a lot of wildflowers or like wild bushes in this in these like more sickly looking areas whereas in the green areas it's like super diverse uh plants what you do find uh just below the grassroots is these uh sort of gray green what at first you think are roots but then you start to recognize them as vines from what you saw of the uh, the flowering morning glory-esque vines. Mm. They're underneath the grass. Titan, get away from the screen. Please. Thank you. Um, he just hopped up right in front of me and was like, what do I do? <laughs> um, but yeah, you find some of these vines and you see they have like little, like, like they almost look like pustules where the... Uh, where the blooming flowers should have come out, but they didn't because it's not above ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you see that they have their like little curly, like extra roots just extending in all directions. You have to kind of dig around them unless you want to try to dig through them. Um, no. no. Okay. No, we're not digging uh, through them. But about a foot below them, as you get to the bottom of your, like, intended depth, you see that the ground starts to get more, like, you see the uh, the earth starts to get darker and, like, more nutrient-rich below the surface. Whereas the dirt above that is more, like, more, uh, like, dry clay and, like little pockets of sand here and there like everything's just been drained out of it that's weird hey um Down. noah i uh uh-huh. so back home we gotta do a little bit of farming and i had to uh help out a little bit mm. all these uh like up here you know you were saying like the the, the plants don't look so good and the soil doesn't look good until it gets low. And those elk last night seemed awful hungry. Mm-hmm. You uh, think that might be connected? Uh, yeah, uh, pr- yeah, I'd say they probably aren't getting as much food as they need to. So I... Well, maybe, maybe that guy in the tower is trying to help. I... I mean, yeah. the obvious answer is that we go to the guy in the tower and ask him, hey, what the fuck's going on? I mean, yeah, we're definitely still going to do yeah, that. We're going to do that. You know, he doesn't really show up until night, so we got some time to burn. 
Also, we are getting a lot of extra stuff for Altera. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's good. There's something something's wrong. Uh, Maybe something fishy, and he holds up the bra with the dried fish in it. Full of salt. <laughs> Are you just gonna? Like, what size bra is that? that are we talking like two it's double like D a, size cups of salt, or are we like? No, no, it's like a, it's like a C cup. So oh, that's not a lot small, of salt. But not not huge. Either. Yeah, it's pretty average. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. These really aren't like everyone talks about like ooh double d's that's really not that big that's like the edge of it's going to start hurting your back a lot yeah yeah it's like I, when you I get into no the idea. quadruple d's that it's fucking insane am, and you need yeah. breast reduction i'm far too homosexual to know anything about this <laughs> um, i yeah okay uh do i does Noah get any sense of what, like, does Noah think that the vines from the the weird blood flowers are pulling the nutrients out? Or does it look like it's everywhere, even where they aren't? Um, make me a nature check. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be... What is that? Uh, that's going to be a 16. Okay. Um, so that thought occurs to Why you. Like, is it, is oh, it the I'm vines doing this? At Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glaring right into the camera so that he knows. <laughs> anyway. The triple D. Oh, God, Corey. Yeah, that's why I was like... No, he... He he threw in the words honky dory instead of hunky dory and the chat caught it saying, Is this a racial slur? And I'm like, Oh, no, is it's that not. why it's highlighted? Yeah. Oh, oh I was trying uh-oh. to figure out why it's highlighted. Uh allow. <laughs> yeah, I already allowed it. Honky dory. God damn it, Corey. I love it's it's hunky dory, asshole. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um also, honky is only ever used also, for white people. Also, we're so a bunch of honkies. Yeah, we're a bunch of fucking white bread. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like one forty seventh of a percent. Oh, something else. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm actually two percent freckles. So. My yeah. skin tone is much darker. <laughs> I have like one percent moles, so clearly, um, yeah. no. Anyway, <laughs> I need to stop looking at chat. Um, anyway, uh, you the thought occurs to you: Is it the vines doing this? And you start to sort of dig around in slightly more green patches just below the surface of the grass to see if you can find vines. And in the areas where you can't find vines, it is a little greener. Okay. Uh, okay. And the grass is a little bit longer. Mm. Oh, I can't, I can't write. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, and when we were in the woods, um, these vines were like all over everything, weren't they? 
Um, oh, were... and they had the little they had the little fingers coming off of them because they're they're parasitic. I said that yeah. immediately. Doing a lot um, of them, well, little, little curly fingers. Um, yeah, they have these underneath the grass too, and they like curl up into the grass root systems. Okay. Um, they weren't everywhere in the woods. It was like one out of like seven trees had them, but they did like grow across branches and into other trees. Okay. Creating almost like webs above like the average area where like animals would walk through like a canopy. Um, if I, uh, if I go back to the snake Mm-hmm. And I take a look at it again, especially the blood and the pus and like all that stuff. Um, would anything about it make me think that they're connected? Um, make me another investigation check. Okay. Or nature. 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, as you walk back up to it, you're kind of like picking at it a little bit. And at some point you're just like, fuck it. And you take a knife and just slice it lengthwise. Um, yeah. What's in its stomach. You, as you open it up more, you do see that there's like a little bit of what you assume was once a mouse in there. Um, you see like little bones starting to, uh, deteriorate. Um, And it's not the snake itself, but inside this little mousy skeleton that you see little gray green, like fingers starting to, starting to rot away as well. Yes. And you see little hints of like crimson, not blood, like liquid. Oh, you know who might have tried the, you might who have uh, tasted the sap at some point. Ah, uh, that mm-hmm. would be me. <laughs> um, okay, uh, but I didn't eat any of the vines, so I suppose that's a good start. Um, okay, so yeah, we should probably go talk to this guy, but these vines are definitely what's causing this problem. Yeah, so no touching or eating or anything the vines. No eating at all. No, mm, I don't know about that, but... Uh, <laughs> don't even breathe, eh? Nope. Hold a breath the entire time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said it was going to take, like, four hours to get to the other side? Yes, you'll have to okay. go down through the sort of misty valleys between the hills um, and climb and, up to the other side. And it's, like, mid-morning right now? Yeah, I'd say after digging around and checking out this snake, it's like 9 a.m. ish. Okay. All right. Well, might as well get a move on and then we can be prepared for when this thing shows up. Also, we want to check out what it drew in the dirt. Yeah, that too. Oh. The, the deer. The deer. Yeah. But he he hoofed a message into the dirt. He mm, maybe, or he could have just been a deer and was doing like the deer thing, where the the deer know. thing. You know where they kind of like mock their hooves a little bit. They, they do that, kinda, yeah. Like, especially especially in a uh, uh, rutting season. Yeah, oh. where they're kind of like back the fuck off, yo. Oh, you you mean when they're like they're doing the sex tap. Is that the sex tap? That's what it is. They they no, walk up to uh, no. 
see what happens. No, Noah is taking this over. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah, let him do Don't it. correct me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see what they do. And this is really weird. I learned this back in Reese's Ridge on a camping trip with my school. Um, we went on a field trip to the woods and they, uh, they... <laughs> You're they not told us, Harris anymore. They told us about the deer. They go out <laughs> to the woods when they're like they're feeling kind of sexy, and they uh, they find a big rock, and they just they slap their hooves on the rocks to let the other deer know that they're in the mood, and then they uh, you know they all just come running, and then if you, but if you hear a lot of taps on the rocks, that means there's uh, there's a lot going on in the woods, and you should probably stay out because they can be sort of grumpy when they're doing that kind of thing, you know. Cool. Again, whenever you open up your mouth, I don't believe anything you say. Oh no, it's the uh, honest to uh, to. Uh, the one of the gods' truth. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who do I worship? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do, you? do I? I mean, you're from Midcord, which means the nearest temple to you is actually the Temple of Diana. Oh, yeah. That's the, the honest to Diana truth. Pray, yeah, the actual... Her. The high priestess of Diana is technically the leader of Midcord, so yeah, mm, sure. Mm -hmm. We'll right. go with that. Cool. Alright. Well, if we hear a bunch of tapping, best not go uh, <laughs> whatever. I'm I leave. <laughs> I throw up. <laughs> I didn't know what you were trying to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hear a bunch of tapping, best not go uh weapon. Oh, um, oh no! If there's a tapping, there's a bunch of whapping. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was more doing like a game game drone segment. All right. Oh my god! Whap Can you anyway. imagine just walking into the woods and hearing like the servine version of a whap? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, I'm I, on a all liar. I'm thinking of is the bad touch now by like the Bloodhound Gang, like you and me, baby. Ain't <laughs> nothing but mammals. Anyway, it's Taylor's okay. version of so. <laughs> yeah, so, like yeah. and we're moving. Yes. <laughs> so you guys head off uh, after collapsing your camp and uh, you go down into the misty valley between the hills. Oh, no. uh, Jasper, being the outlander of the crew and having gotten a good look at the valley, is in the lead because he has the memory for such things. Um, the the actual like slope down is pretty steep. So as Jasper goes down... Um, he sort of very carefully like picks out like handholds and whatnot in particularly steep areas and then he keeps picking out like flat platforms uh like with rocks jutting out saying like if you need the rest you can stop here and like he's picking out very strong like holds for foostrock and whatnot because if it was just Jasper, he could basically slide down the side of this hill without an issue. But because he's got bigger people to worry about, he's being a little more careful. Um, it takes 
maybe an hour to reach the bottom because you're able to actually just sort of slide down between a few areas safely. Uh, and with Jasper guiding you along, it's pretty easy to dodge between obstacles. Uh, but as you get to the bottom, you come across this uh, super shallow creek that's maybe like two feet wide. Um and as it flows through, you can see all along the banks are longer, greener grass than in some of the other areas and like wildflowers and even some saplings starting to grow here. Mm -hmm. But you see that some of the saplings are already twisted up with these gray green vines that are starting to grow out these little finger like roots trying to reach for other plants. So it's like you have a little pine sapling that is almost turned into like a bare bonsai-esque looking monstrosity just by these vines trying to reach off of it. Mm -hmm. um, and you see the red, uh, you see the purple flowers with uh, growing all over the place and just all aimed in different directions. Um, you do see in the creek that there are little teeny tiny uh, fish like uh, of all different colors um, just swim along. But uh, otherwise, this area looks like it hasn't been that badly affected yet. Uh, and the water is crystal clear. Um, Jasper sort of hops over and begins making his way up the other side, which is much steeper to the point where he's having to actually, like, hand over hand climb. Um, I need you guys to give me athletics checks. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so good at this, you guys. So oh, I am so good. Oh, that's going to be a five minus one, so four. Nice. 16. Okay. Nine plus seven, 16. All right. <clears throat> so uh, with Jasper, uh, Fushtrak, and Magda, you're able to... Um, make your way up steadily, but not nearly as fast as uh, Jasper, because obviously he's smaller and just quicker. But um, after he like does that 10 thing minutes, that kids do on the stairs, where you're just like, yeah, <laughs> on like, all fours, yeah, 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 totally, know. just just kids. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> as I soon as too. I find stairs that are steep enough, I do it every time. Mm -hmm. Um, but after like. Five-ish minutes or so, you all like look back to check, and Noah has managed to slide back to the bottom a couple times. Oh god! Oh. And because you keep sliding down, your boots like hit the mud next to the creek, and then it gets even harder to climb. Mm. Um, and at this point, Jasper like looks down and is like, "Do you need help, Noah?" Yeah, how you doing, Spall? Oh uh, no. I'm doing okay there, champ. Uh, it's just that's uh, a really tough climb. I have and a rope. Can I throw down a rope to him? I was going to do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jasper like slides back down a bit to uh, Magda, who's the one right below him, uh, and he says, "Yeah, give me your rope." I give it to him. And he takes it, and then he pulls out one of his daggers, and he jams it into, like, a crack between two rocks, and he takes out uh, another, or he grabs another rock and sort of hammers it in, and he ties the rope on, he just starts sliding down the hill toward Noah. Uh, you know who has a Dungeoneer's pack with pythons in them and ropes uh, and things? Yeah, you can use that the rest of the way up. <laughs> 
You guys, can use them, you guys can use them on the rest of the way up. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jasper slides back down to you, and that pretty much uses up Magda's rope. Um, but he has his own as well. So he gets to you and sort of hands you the end of the rope and is like, there you go. Okay, thanks. So if you guys start uh, using uh, pythons, go ahead and make me new athletics checks with advantage. Is Lurkin keeping up too? Yeah, I almost forgot about him. Oh my god, yes, I forgot about Lurkin. Him. You know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's managing. <laughs> just. He's just. He oh is god. not an outdoorsy guy. Oh my god. Even though god. he's like a nature Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Is like not oh, no. he's not a camping guy. What did you get a with one? advantage? It's another four. Oh god. Um This is so this is gonna be it. This is where Noah fucking dies. He's like, I'm stuck between two hills <laughs> and I can't climb them. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll catch up. No, it's okay, you guys. I'll just I'll see you in the afterlife. Okay. Uh so as you guys keep on going and uh magda would be in the lead so it would be you driving in pythons as jasper is like sort of climbing up and down between you guys he's like overdoing it at this point um but at some point you just hear ding 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 as more pythons pop out and Noah starts sliding back down and Jasper's like, oh, fuck. This is like the worst uh, scene in Homeward Bound where you're like, please get out of the fucking hole, you guys. Foostruck, yeah. can you just carry him? Uh, I mean, I was going to say that if we get up to the top, I can just pull him up. So uh, I'm fine with that. But I believe between the five of you, you will have about 250 feet of rope. So you can do that in like increments if you want to. Like you get up a certain distance, pull Noah up and like pin him <laughs> there and then go up more, pull him, pin him there. You can you can do that. Um go ahead. Yeah, I'd do that. This is the um, worst field trip of my life, you guys. I would say uh I would say uh Fushrock, go ahead and give me a a new athletics check with advantage for how well you managed to pull Noah with you. At some point, he's just going to be hang like hanging on a rope tied to you. So I'm really glad that that was with advantage because the first roll was at one. Good lord. Uh, the second one ends up coming out with a 17. This is okay. where Noah dies, you guys. This is it. You you guys manage um, Noah at the character. very least. At the very least, when you pull him up a ways, he can, like, cling in place and, like, Jasper stays with him to make sure he doesn't fall. Uh, Lorcan can pretty much take care of himself, but it's Fustrak who's doing, like, the most work of, like, climb, pull, climb, pull. At some point, the cliff is so sheer that Fustrak, you just tie the rope to your waist and just free climb up to a ledge and Damn. get Noah up there. Um, at that point, the hill uh, grade sort of smooths out a little bit, and you're able to just sort of crawl up instead of climb. Um, this entire ordeal manages to take you guys an extra two hours for Noah's sake. <laughs> so by the time you get to where the hill starts to flatten out, um, it is like like 3 p.m. ish. Mm. Um, and as you get there, 
uh, Foostrock, who's already like tired. I'm not going to give you exhaustion because you managed to roll above a certain threshold, but you're you're tired. Um, Jasper just flops down, just like just like this, just like uh because he's been climbing up and down the whole time. Lorkin flops over and is just like breathing heavily because he's not used to this. I uh, perhaps we've uh, we've earned a, a little bit of a break. Yeah. Short rest, if you would. Uh, Noah, you've got most of your energy still left. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Magda, fine, you guys. That was great. Magda, you're good though. You're a little overheated with the amount of like layers you wear. I'll take off my coat and my hat. <laughs> And my mask. Just air myself showing out. it all. You've got the the uh, sleeveless shirt underneath, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have to see back to in full glory. Uh, yeah, I, it's very, it's very like she's also very like skinny, like very um, unhealthily skinny, yeah. along with the rot and stuff like that. And but I imagine she's got a little bit of muscle on there because of the way she fights. A little, yeah, but like you can also tell, like, yeah, she's that's got not the, normal. She's got the wasting disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the waste uh, but yeah, you all I, you all get there and sort of lay down for a second to catch your breath, except for Noah. I uh, yeah, except for me, I'm fine. Uh I run over to Fustrock and Jasper and Lorkin and I whip out those treats that Chris gave me and I'm like, Oh, it's okay, I've got just the thing you need. I just like and I just like stuff them into each one of their mouths. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> the, just eat the carbs, it'll help. Yeah, Jasper's like good with it, but Lorkin's like, I if I eat one of those, I'm gonna throw up. Oh, just I mean, maybe like, that'll help. save it. No, just save it okay. for me. We'll I'll eat it in a bit. Uh, I so I give Fustrak and Jasper one, and I also eat one because you know, okay. um, why not? Yeah, I've got so many left. treats. <laughs> just drinking um, water hydrating oh i didn't but, even yeah. offer magda one because i know she's still got like the last three i gave her yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah at, at some point jasper picks himself back up and is just like sort of stretches everything out and he's like okay are we camping here tonight or are we planning on moving again uh, depends on how this interaction goes Okay. The person in the tower, I guess. Um, And he he sits down like on a flat portion uh, and starts digging into his bag, and he just pulls out like uh, he pulls out a water skin that he's refilled and like some rations for anybody who's hungry because this has been like hungry work. You just have to chill down for a second. Um, Up here at the top of the hill, it is distinctly colder than it was down in the valley, so you're able to cool off fairly quickly. As soon as I um, feel comfortable, I'm putting all my layers back on. Yeah, my hat and my mask and everything. Um, Pirate hat and. Uh, Magda, as you're putting all your stuff back on, you do glance across the hilltop and you do see the large sort of bare patch and you see that parts of it have been dug up. From, oh, like new ones from what we saw last night? From what you saw the Vernshire to do. Oh, okay. I'm going to walk over there. Okay. I'm I'm going with you, like, for sure. I'm going to see if there's any sort of pattern it did it in or if it's just like mm-hmm. doing um 
I'm not going to make you do a perception check, but give me like, um, you can choose if you want to do, depending on what you think it might be, you can do arcana, history, religion, or nature. Pick one. I'm going to do arcana because I have advantage on that. Okay. Can I do one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You said... Uh, Arcana, history, nature, or religion. Okay. Uh, That is 19. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be a 21 for me on... I'm going to do religion. Okay. Um, So, Magda, as you step up to it and look at it, approaching it as if it may be magical, um, the first thing that strikes you is that it does look... It does have some of the similar elements to magic circles that you've seen casters use. Um, There are bits and pieces of it that do remind you of a teleportation circle, but it doesn't quite look right. Um, There are several elements missing from any circles you've ever previously seen. Um, But what you do see written in it is not just like arcane runes, but words. Um, And uh, you read Thunar, correct? Yes. And then Noah, you do as well. I think everybody in this group knows Thunar. Yeah, I believe so. Yes, Um, except for Lorcan. Um, He's not from here. He doesn't need Thunar. but uh, as you're looking over at uh, Noah chose religion, right? Yep. Um, as you're looking over, you notice some of the same uh, the same icons as used in magic circles. But you notice there's also some imagery worked into how the runes are written, like they follow certain lines um, to the point that you're starting to recognize um, imagery that you've seen in uh, copies of like the written copies, like illustrated of the Dalmariga, which is the tenets of the Balin gods. Mm -hmm. And this particular set reminds you of the uh, imagery that you see based around Ursan, the God of death. Mm -hmm. Um, in particular, there's these sort of vine patterns that go through it, um, which uh, Ursan is known for his vine spear that he carries. And at the very sort of pinnacle of the circle, you see this very stylized image that the longer you stare at it, the more it looks like the head of a bear, which is one of his symbols. Um and between the two of you, if you share what you're finding, um, you can identify this as maybe a magical circle related to Ursan, the god of death. And the runes written into this are actual story. Um, and you see uh, laid out, I, I don't have the specific wording to it, but you see laid out essentially... Um, the anchor of Ursan is being uprooted. Mm. Uh, Okay. The anchor of Ursan is being uprooted. So if he's the god of death, Mm -hmm. does that mean that something on this island is going a little screwy with the order of death? Uh, 
I'm wondering if it has something... Obviously, it has something to do with the tree. But if they are killing the tree, it could be a reaction. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, these vines that we're seeing, they are, I mean, they are killing things, right? But they're also... No, they're killing things. Yeah. Yeah. They are uh, so the little tiny roots that are coming out and attaching to other plants. They're sucking the life out of the plants. Yeah, yeah. So they're that's what I'm saying. They're like destroying they're not, everything. Yeah, it it isn't that nothing here can die, but there's something. Is is it just death that Ursan is related to? Ursan uh, is. Ursan is the closest thing that Atlaren has to like a like an elemental partner. Um, he is considered the god of death primarily, um, and then balance specifically of nature. Oh, mm. uh, okay. So the whole ideal behind Ursan and Magda would be fairly familiar with this because you're from literally along the pilgrim's path in Amnoblin. Uh, Ursan's entire thing is the balance between the natural world and death recycling into life and so on and so forth. Um, and his uh, three sons, Karth, Banning, and Mar, are meant to help him balance that as well. Um, and then an additional sort of add-on to that is the Titan Firin, who is the Titan of Death, meant to make sure that the whole process of death goes smoothly yeah. um, and sort of acts as, like, the Sharon, like, ferryman of the Balin oh. pantheon. I forgot that's pronounced Sharon and not Charon. Yeah. And I was yep. like, who's who's Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the secretary on the third floor. She's a bitch. Yeah, she's terrible. Um, no, um, he is. He is sort of the fairy man of the fairy person, I guess, of the Balin pantheon. Um, and then Ursan's connection to Atlaren being her brother, they both sort of preside over nature. Him more the death side, her more the life side. Um, so when it says. Yeah. Ursan's anchor. Yes. It means the tree. The big tree. The Awas tree, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. You have heard, being being that you ask, you have heard people refer to the Awas tree as yes. an anchor tree. I think I do um, remember that now, actually. Though no one knows for sure if the Awas tree is the actual anchor tree. Okay. It's and just a real big one. So... This whole time that we've been on the island, there's been too much fog that we can't see the Awas Street, correct? Yeah, you cannot see anything but the very shore of Vern Isle at all. Even when Noah flew up there, it was yeah. shrouded um, by fog. It was, it was shrouded by fog. It wasn't just gone, right? 
It is fogged, yeah. Okay. Um, the thing you've noticed on Rolliger, because Vern is a separate smaller isle, um, Rolliger's mists sort of ebb and flow. So during like the high point of day, the mist will burn off until like late evening, but then it comes back in the morning. Uh, Vern Isle, the mist has not burned off the entire time you've been here. Okay. And it's sort of hazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lore! Obviously. And now we can give it to Lorcan. What can we give to Lorcan? No, no. Lore. I was being stupid. Oh, Lore. He's the Lore Master. Ha ha ha. Um, Okay, so obviously there's something wrong with that tree then. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Okay, great. Uh, that'll at least, you know, give us an idea where to start. Yeah. Well, we'll wait for the tower to come back, talk to that person, and then I guess we're... I mean, if it's on the other island, we can't really swim that way, unless somebody has a boat. But we You also... do know that there's a bridge. Oh, there's see, a there's a or, bridge. Or there might be. You've heard that there's a bridge, but it's been there for a while. Okay. Or, I mean, all we have been uh, tasked with is to let Helena know what's going on. So if we do find out a little bit more details, we could just go back to her and be like, hey, something up, something's up with the AWOL tree. Uh, give us money. Yeah, we. I suppose we could do that. You know, if you want money, I can just uh, get some no. for you. No. I, okay. Uh, but, you know... Uh, That's the whole reason we're doing this, right? Is so that we can earn money and so that uh, we can... Has it occurred to Magda that Noah is not doing this for money? Absolutely Because he doesn't not. need to? No, I can well, literally yeah, just phone home. Well, yeah, that's why Magda's doing it. <laughs> Why else would Magda be doing it? She's doing it to earn the black cast gorilla. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it to get my my bird eggs. So you know, uh, you can do whatever you want. But like, uh, just the way you said it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, we can keep working on that. Uh, but uh, the Altera guy. Uh, he wants more information about this place, too. Yeah, so we can tell him that, too. I d- suppose. Don't you if think she she would give you a lot more of those bird eggs if you maybe fix something while you were out here? I guess it depends on her supply. I mean, she's got a whole bunch of birds. She has one bird. Just two. She has a mated pair. She's Sorry, got she has two. She's got birds boinking in the back. And they they only lay eggs once a month. Maybe so they've been laying eggs for the past seven hundred years. Also, if they're mated pair, then most likely one of them is male, so it doesn't lay eggs. Uh, you don't know. Maybe it's a seahorse dad. Maybe. <laughs> Which means he still doesn't lay eggs, he just holds them. Mm-hmm. Whatever, fine. 
But, you know, maybe if we fix a little bit, she can help us more or point us to somebody who can give you more of your bird eggs. I love that Ash has gone from the exasperated, everybody have fun, mom, to the just, <laughs> let me go home and drink, mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've done a complete <laughs> 180 on the mom. Yeah. Magda's definitely Still mom, a wine mom. Where it's oh, like, for sure. All right. Let's, and uh, Fustrak is her long-suffering husband. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, and Noah's the kid you have to take to ballet six times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fucking Jasper's the only good one, and then Lorcan's the fucking useless friend that they brought home whose parents kicked him out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um... You are also saying this, Noah, supposing that we can actually fix anything. Exactly. Oh, I mean, I don't know if we can or not, but we can at least take a look. If this is all, I mean, yeah, we can try, but like, if this is all God stuff, what are a bunch of assholes like us going to do about that? I mean, are you sure you don't want to like make a deal with them or something? Also, isn't that kind of the, the deal that happened Back on the first Obsidian day, it's just a bunch of normal-ass folks fucking with gods. I mean, yeah, that's, like, the gist of it. I'm pretty sure they were, like, super cool and uh, did a really good job. Not what, everyone. What, what, what about us ain't super cool? What a, no, not everyone can be... We are super cool. Not everyone <laughs> can be part of the Obsidian Collective, okay? Some of us are just trying to get by. And I'm not purporting that I am any sort of special. I'm just trying to get my eggs and go. Oh, I don't want to be a hero. <laughs> I just want to live. Uh, well, you know, we can... Uh, why not? We can do a little uh, both. We can get your eggs and we can also start a new Obsidian Collective. No... I don't have any interest in that, actually. What if we started the, a bird egg collective? The Bull City and Collective. Oh, I like it. Okay, I'm gonna go over here on this side <laughs> of the hilltop and uh do you and want, sit quietly. Do you want some company? No, as a matter of fact. And I'm gonna walk over to the edge of the hilltop and just sit on the little edge. I'm gonna turn back to Fustrock and be like, you know, she's uh she's a little grumpy like all the time. <laughs> yeah, she uh she uh is not exactly the most uh chatty and uh she doesn't exactly know who she can and can't trust. So I mean we I okay. I don't know. I suppose uh, maybe she'll just need some time to come around. You know, we really need to get her back to Reese's Ridge one of these days, because I feel like just a week there would really perk her up. I mean, it sounds wonderful from what you've said. I, it's the greatest place you could ever live. Mm. So fucking cute. <laughs> Knowing what I know about Reese's Ridge, I'm just like, ah, oh, it is. Uh, it really is. Yeah. 
just cottage core as far as the eye yeah. can see. Cottage core suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kinda true. Yeah. And like in that like hyper like with a little dose of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like it's a yeah. little fucked up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like white people as far as the eye can see suburbs. It's like actual fun people go over to people's houses kind of suburbs. Of Summer barbecues. Yeah, and everybody's invited, even the people we don't like. Yeah, um, and we all hang party. out around the pool and drink Natty yeah. Light. And have oh, bonfires gosh. where people jump over it and be stupid. Oh, actually, yeah. everybody's super rich, so actually there's just cases and cases of craft beer. Homemade <laughs> <laughs> uh, craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, okay, so I'm going to go off on I mean, this it is called hole. Barago's um, Brews and Balms, like... Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys brew all kinds of shit, not just potions. Um, but I have this idea that Reese's Ridge is actually not that rich, but the people who are rich, like, invest a lot into community projects. Mm -hmm. And it's not like just, let's put up a really pretty looking sign made of, you know, gold and shit. It's like, hey, your house looks a little run down. Can we fix it up for you? Mm-hmm. like that kind of community project but that's that's mostly <laughs> noah's parents that i think would do that oh hey there guy it looks like you needed some new siding about five years ago so we already did a fundraiser and it's gonna be replaced <laughs> on monday yeah it'll be done in two days yeah um yeah. Uh, we also anyway. got you a brand new ice shanty for that ice fishing that never happens here because it's too warm <laughs> <laughs> No, ice fishing could be doable. Like, maybe... Well, no, there's really not any lakes. Never mind. Um, we go yeah. ice fishing out on the ocean. Don't do that. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just find, like, a, like, an ice flow going by. Like, let's put it on that one. And just, yeah. Drive a uh, boat out to the iceberg. Try not to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Full Titanic. Um, anyway, uh, as you guys are sort of milling around and uh, checking out this like circle in the ground and like looking around the hilltops and whatnot, um, Magda, after like maybe 10, 15 minutes or so, you hear somebody sort of flop down next to you. Who is it? It's Lorcan. Don't. I know that you probably don't like interact with like humans and and people on that line very often, but usually, if someone goes off by themselves and stares off into oblivion, they don't want to talk. No, this is this is pretty standard across a lot of races. You know that like Eladrin aren't that different from other elves, right? Well, I don't know. You said you've never been here before, so just thought... Yeah, but, like, there are humans and wood elves and halflings and all that sort of thing in the Feywild. Great, so you're just bugging me for no reason. Uh, Not not for no reason. Um, I... I didn't figure I'd get too much of a chance to actually talk to you one-on-one with all those... Well, with those two chuckle fucks back there, uh, Jasper's pretty all right. Um, I wanted to apologize. For what? You didn't do anything. Uh, for, well, an additional apology for the things you've been through that I clearly don't know. But we're not going to go into that subject. Um, 
No, I wanted to apologize for being fucking useless. I I thought I still had access to my magic and I was stupid and overconfident in it like I always goddamn am and I just trusted that it was still there instead of testing it. Apology accepted, I guess. I... After all you've told me, I wanted to be useful and not another burden, but clearly fucked that up too. So I appreciate you tolerating my presence and not just leaving me behind when she realized I was worthless. Listen, I... Mm-hmm. I know deep down that you didn't fuck me. You weren't the one to do that. For someone Shut else. up, Ben. Shut up! God! I can't say anything in this house! I hate it here! <laughs> There's no privacy in this house! I'm sorry! This family's a nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you that fucked me, it was somebody else. I know! When I, as soon as I said it, I was like, ah, shit. I was right. trying so hard. I know it wasn't you who screwed me over there. Uh... Yeah, you needed the over. Yeah. I get that. I understand that logically. But you still look like the person who haunted me and tormented me. And... Yeah. So... I, I know that. And... There's there's a part of me that wants to walk away from you so you don't have to deal with any of that. And, you know, just fuck off and not be a problem for you lot ever again. But I don't know what to do. And you were the first person who seemed to... Well, I wouldn't use the word care, but first person who seemed concerned at all with my presence so I don't I don't know what to do if I walk away from this group in fact I'm kind of scared that if I did walk away from this group and ended up alone something bad would happen I guess I'm kind of using you guys like a security blanket. Well, and the fucked up part about it is I don't necessarily want you to go off on your own either. I think most of it's fucked up, Miss Renly. Okay, you're not wrong. I, I, I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean that quite seriously. I think this whole situation is pretty much fucked. Yeah, you're right. Like, what's happened to you is a fucking nightmare. Like, I know you already know that, but I need you to... I'm, I'm trying to let you know that I, I don't understand, but I get it. And, like, what's happened to me is a nightmare in its own right. 
and I just I'm overwhelmed is what I am and I feel like I'm just a problem for you guys and I'm worried I'm going to overwhelm you and you're going to get sick of me so I guess I don't know what I'm trying to get at I'm just rambling trying to make myself you know wanted or something I don't know here's the thing I don't want you to get the wrong impression here. You're how you treat me and how you treat the others has is not going to affect whether or not you stay with us. Because like it or not, you and I are connected somehow. There's a reason that thing masqueraded as you and you have some sort of I don't know. You are going to help me figure that out. Because whatever it was that was masquerading to you, or if it was you that was doing that, then I need to figure it out. And you have something to do with that. So. Well, I... I don't know. I just, I don't want to be some asshole burden that you all have to carry while we're figuring that out so i guess i'm asking what would you like me to do knowing that i don't have magic what can i do to help pick up a skill rack your brain for why you might have been thrust into the situation and don't try to make friends with me. Oh. Uh, okay. This is a business relationship. I don't know. I, I sort of thought you were the logical one. Or at least the least disillusioned. Uh, you get the reality of how the world works. It's not fun and games. I don't even know this world, and I know that. I guess I trust your suspicion of everything more than I do benefit of the doubt. And what part of that makes you want to be my best friend i i wouldn't ask you to give me a title like that that seems overbearing um i don't i don't know the only thing i know is that for most of my life what i can remember of it i have always stuck with people who have a healthy dose of suspicion about the world and people who don't want to sugarcoat things because it could be dangerous. So the whole reason I ended up with the people that I used to work with was because they understood the realities of being part of, you know, the Aladrin and the Sealy Court and the dangers of the Fomorians and even if some of them were a little strange and weirdly jovial about the whole thing 
they were generally suspicious and I guess I find that a little bit comforting. Yeah, I guess I look over at like Noah, whatever he's doing. Oh, hey there, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like just talking to the shattering. trees. You know, I found uh, there are no <laughs> trees here. Oh, I, <laughs> I found another snake and he's like, okay. <laughs> uh, and I turn back to Lork and I'm like, yeah, I guess I understand that. That one kind of. Uh, I don't get him at all because he's so pure. He reminds me a lot of some of the younger dryads and such, the ones that haven't seen, you know, the horrors of the world. <laughs> I guess it's something. But... Well, at the very least. It keeps things lively. I guess we can't all be a bunch of sad sacks, but... No. Anyway, I, um... Thank you for listening to me ramble. I don't really know what I was trying to get at altogether. I just felt like I should say something. Um, if... If I can come up with anything or I find or learn something that might be of use to you, I promise I'll bring it to you right away. Um, in fact, I'm sort of hoping that once we get back into a city, I can do a little bit of research. You, you, your people have libraries, right? Like, that's a thing yeah. in this world, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm fairly certain I could pick out some of the less bullshit stories and fairy tales from children's books as well. Maybe that'll be of help. But I'm also interested in you meeting uh, Altera, the, the mage in, uh, in Manas. Because apparently he has some... Manas? Uh, he has some... Manas. Uh, uh, world experience, from what I gather. Well, I've never heard of him before, so I don't know if he has Feywild experience, but I'm I'm up for it. Um, Apparently he's been around a while, so... Is he an elf? Uh, no one quite wants to say, but they all That's... imply that he's kinda old, so I'm expecting a, just a disgusting crone when I get there. <laughs> no, not a crone. Uh... The, a geriatric the wizard. Yeah. Crone, I believe Crone is technically gender neutral. You just oh, usually okay. use it for women. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I I don't know, that sounds pretty suspicious to me, but alright. I suppose if Miss Brom is trustworthy of him and has been around as long as he has, then it should be okay. I mean, I don't trust anyone, so Yeah, I respectfully I've noticed. And I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to fuck off before I over outstay my welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he stands up and walks away. <laughs> um, okay. He immediately approaches Fustrock and says, "Hey there, big man!" And he sort of like lightly punches your shoulder. 
Yeah, what's up? Uh, would you be willing to teach me how to use this thing a little bit better? And he like taps the hilt of his rapier. He's like, I already kind of know the basics, but I'm not great at it. Well, that's uh, got a little bit more finesse to it than what I'm used to, but uh, I'm sure I can teach you a couple things. Yeah. just cracks his knuckles. <laughs> and Lurkin, <laughs> Lurkin takes a tiny, like, half shuffle back and is like, just try not to break anything. Uh, I've learned oh, he, that I'm very frail. He just reaches over and pulls him in and leads him away by the shoulders. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you take Lurkin away to work on some of that. Um, meanwhile, Jasper has gotten very distracted and is just, like, digging around the place and, like, finding, finding like, rocks. And occasionally he comes across a shell, and he's just like, why is this here? That, okay. And he, like, takes it and, like, walks around and, yeah. Uh, while all that was going on, can I say that I was doing something? What were you doing? I'm trying to find a way to... I don't know if I busted out the alchemist tools. I'm trying to find a way to neutralize the the blood sap. To neutralize it? Yes. To just make it completely inert. Okay. Or maybe something <laughs> that'll react to it that destroys it. Causes it to self-implode. Well, you know it does dissolve in water. Yes. Like, as long as it's, like, a slow combination, it'll actually dissolve. Um, but if you just, like, slap the two together, it'll freeze. Mm -hmm. um, make me a nature check. Um, I'm not going to give you advantage on this one, because this is kind of out. Okay. Whoops. Okay. I muted myself. No, I know. Uh, nature, that's going to be 15. 15. Um, with the materials that you carry, um, you just start, basically, you, you dole out, like, little droplets of the sap, and then you just put different shit in each drop. Um, the water does dissolve it, though, once you sort of mess with it, the water will still freeze, though not quite as, like like viciously and quickly mm -hmm. uh, it's a little more of a slow freeze um, you combine it with like different herbs that you have that really don't do anything you try acids you try uh, like an arsenic that you have on you Damn. Um, yeah I arsenic is useful um, yes it is for several applications mm -hmm. um, uh, you try combining it with just a load of stuff, and the only things that seem to make a difference are water, which slows the freezing reaction. Um, you try setting it on fire at some point, which does seem to evaporate some of it, but instead uh, makes what's left of it condensed so that it freezes even faster um, and becomes more volatile. Fucking nice. Okay. Um, so, like, if you boil off some of the liquid, it's just, like, pure freeze gel, basically. Yes. I um, am creating Bengay, you guys. Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, and the only other thing you find that reacts with it a little bit is um, anytime you put, like, uh, sand or stone to it, mm -hmm. it starts to steam as if it reacts like super fast with like earth 
um, and freezes and then starts to melt immediately and just turns to steam. Okay. Uh, did um, I try blood while I was at that? Do you want to? Absolutely. Go for it. Um, I want to try you, a drop of blood. I want to see what it does. Okay. You like prick your finger with the needle and you just squeeze like a little drop of blood onto it. And uh, as it hits and sort of you see the darker red and the lighter red sort of just do that thing that you do when you when you put dye into water where it just swirls into each other and eventually mixes and then you see this like little dark spots start to form in the sap Mm -hmm. and then you see a little gray green shoot pop out of it fuck and then another one oh another one oh god uh can i light it on fire to kill it yeah, that that'll that'll burn it up pretty quickly. It freezes in the fire and then just melts. Okay, all right, everybody. Hey, everybody, gather around. Hey, eh? we got some things to talk about. There's some holy, odd uh, cripes, you guys. <laughs> Lorkin comes back like holding his jaw, like yeah. <laughs> oh, do you need me to fix that up for you? No, I'm I'm fine. No, it's okay. Just... I got some cayenne. I'll just slap it right on there. I don't know why cayenne would help, but yeah. that's what I chose. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, okay, everybody here, you guys, are you all looking? Um, yeah. I take out, I take another drop and I sit in front of them. I'm like, all right, watch very carefully. And I mix it with the blood and let them watch the reaction. Okay. Uh, do you see how it's kind of starting to grow those crazy vines without any seeds or spores or anything? I'm assuming that's not good. Uh, no, probably not. And I light it on fire and kill it. It just turns into a cloud of mist. Yeah. Uh, so that would probably explain why all these creatures are starting to look, uh, pretty messed up. As soon as the sap gets in their body, they're... They're done. They just become seeds. So... Oh my god, this is cordyceps. It's like a version of cordyceps. Do do cordyceps exist in this world? Yeah. Okay. I'll mention that. Cordyceps are um, fungus. Mushroom, yeah. Yeah. I'll mention that. that There's there's like these mushrooms and stuff that kind of do similar things to help themselves spread. So maybe there's a, it's possible that they're trying to get, infect other animals so they can spread over the land. Didn't you, didn't you say you tried some of that? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. How you doing then? No, I feel great. Do I feel great? You don't feel different. Okay. I feel the same. Hey, he looks the same and everything too. Yeah, there's vines growing out my eyeballs. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> fine. Slowly <laughs> creeping out your ear. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it has to mix with blood directly, and that's not mm. not how I did it. Okay. Well, if you do start getting kind of plenty, oh then, yeah, uh, oh, it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, You know, worst case scenario, if we come across any more of these, we should probably burn it. 
like yeah. a body um, or like if you know if plants take me over and i die if you would please like burn me that would be great okay can do great i'm not sure how i feel about you being so on board with that but okay i mean it'd be your final wishes i mean yeah who are we to not honor that okay death comes for us all circle of life ah in i uh yeah what did what did they used to say back in reese's ridge what was it it was like uh uh, no, I was going to go with Ingwenyama, Ingwenyamabala, but yeah, you know, I can't remember. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Uh, yep, exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Yeah. That language comes from Northern Kaladras in this world. Hmm. Oh, okay. Spahili. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll be sure to light you up pretty. Nice CR reference. Wow. Oh, thanks, you guys. Uh, Okay. So So keep all your cuts covered up and away from these these things. I look immediately at Lorcan. And he's like looking down at one arm that has like a little bit of a scrape. And he's like, yes, please. Uh, Anybody got like a bandage or something? Uh, Yeah, I got a medicine kit. I don't really want you to touch it. I am literally the medicine person of the group. So like you can either have, (laughs) you can have Hoofer do it or, you know, uh, you can have uh, a a walking corpse over here or. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you can let the kobold do it, which would be okay. Yeah, off to the side, Jasper raises his hand slowly he's like i'm i'm actually or whoa <laughs> um no he's on. not irish what's the gateway phrase for fucking nord oh i well, see hey you're there. awake eh? you're finally awake <laughs> <laughs> oh hey there <laughs> i oh god i'm stuck <laughs> in lorcan irish is so hard <laughs> um god damn it uh, uh jasper jasper says i i can do it i'm I'm actually like a healer, like trained. Uh, so am I, eh? Yes, but I'm like a, a magic healer. You're like a potion healer. That's like it doesn't matter. It's a little thing. scrape. It's a little scrape. Why don't you play rock paper scissors? I don't give a shit. And Jasper just walks over and bops Lorkin on the arm, and it starts to heal. I smack him with a cucumber because I just have a cucumber, and I'm like, eat that, it'll help. It's a very old cucumber. Yeah, it's a little squishy. It's a pickle. <laughs> and Lorca's just like, this is weird. This is... this." And he looks at Magda, he's like, how did you get mixed up in this? No, this is a very well-known thing back in Reese's Ridge. Like, when you are when you got a cut that needs to heal, you eat a pickle. I'm Believe- not from here. Well, it's the <laughs> same thing no matter where you are. I lean over to him and I'm like, believe me, it was very much an accident. Sorry. My perception's <sighs> way too low to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Foodstruck hears it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, you guys, like, I don't know, patch lurking up from his little brawl with Foodstruck. Um, it is getting toward uh, late afternoon, early evening. Um... Are you guys going to stay up and wait, or are you going to put somebody on watch, or what? Well, I don't know. Do people need 
rest material. I'm good. I mean, I'm okay. And Jasper kind of shrugs and says, I I mean, I used a spell, but otherwise I'm fine. I'm good. You guys have been kind of like short resting for yeah. a while now. So we can just wait up. Okay. Tell campfire stories or something. Oh my gosh, I have the coolest uh, no, story. No, you I guys. shouldn't have said anything. No, you already anything. started it this one day, you guys. So back in Reese's Ridge, where I'm from, which I'm sure you yes. know by now. Let me cut in real quick. Um, <laughs> Lorkin like leans over to Magda and like hands you like a, sh- a scrap strip of cloth, and it's just like stuff this in your ears. It'll be better. I very casually stuff it in both my ears. Yeah. Do I notice so this? He, so that he can't. Uh, what's your passive perception? Eleven. Uh make me an actual perception. Uh, uh, oh, that's gonna be a 17. Can yeah, I contest that with my sleight of hand? Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> uh, you notice, you notice Magda do it, um, and then you notice Lorcan do it as he, like, accidentally, like, like, stabs himself in the ear with, like, a nail. He's like, oh, fuck. I, uh, I cast Thaumaturgy to make my voice louder. Hey, uh, bud, we may not want to be drawing attention to ourselves. Well, yeah. then tell them to take the fluff out of their ears. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm fine. My ears are fine. She keeps screaming at us. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> None of us even said anything. Lorcan, oh. Lorcan's just sitting there next to her, just giggling. My God! The way you giggle when like one of your friends in class is like sassing the teacher. All right, I'll take the shit out. I hate guys. all of you. You guys are the worst. What? You guys are the worst. You tell so many stories. I got. Uh, well, do you not want to hear all about all the great things that happen out in the world? And do all I not want to hear about all the great things that happen to you specifically? No, just in general. I mean, I can tell you, you. Do you want a story about something else? I can tell you stories about the Obsidian Collective. Boothstruck. What? Oh. <laughs> well, I want to hear the Obsidian Collective story. Are you sure? Because I, I know a really good one, you guys. Like, and, and Jasper like scoots closer. He's like, I don't know much about them. Like what? What do you know? I, mean, I thought you only what, met like a couple of them. What? Uh, what do you want to hear about? Because I know lots of stories from them. So you know, do you want to <laughs> hear about their adventures, like becoming the the Obsidian Collective, or do you want to hear about their fight with Alarka, oh. or like? Stop! Oh, surprise me! Mm. God, you had to make it fucking difficult. Now I gotta <laughs> pick one. <laughs> I don't think Magda, like, has much... I know she knows about, like, generally Mm -hmm. their origins and everything, but, like... I think Magda... 
obviously everyone is aware of the current obsidian collective Mm -hmm. but the only early like first members that she really knows anything about are of course kitten kind of because they're still around uh, and they're always in Irakel reforesting and destroying logging operations because that's what they do. Um, they occasionally travel to Amnoblin to check in with Rhea, the elder druid of the Monomaric, who is also still around from back then. Um, there is also Ren of Volfira, who Magda has never seen nor met, but he has passed through Vague in her lifetime. Um, he is known as the Spring Druid, um, opposite to Kit being the Winter Druid. Um, and he regularly travels the path on foot between Sigurayafir and Haven um, because he checks in with like towns along the way. He takes his position as an elder of a fairly prominent Elusir civilization very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another thing I don't know if I've told Ben. Uh, Ren remains one of the elders of Volfira to this day. Oh, good. Um, he's sort of like the elder elder. Um, oh, he's the super elder. The super high the super elder. Mega high ultra super yeah. saiyan druid, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's, the, he's the head of his clan, and Kit can still be head of his clan if he so chooses, because the desert clan does now exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's up to you whether or not he wanted to stay attached. Gotcha. Um, and then the only other ones Magda really knows anything about is mostly because of where you lived. You are aware of Silas Veneer and Marin Veneer because they used to live north of Seeger Rayafir. Um, the place where they lived, this sort of masonry cabin, uh, today is a historical landmark. Okay. Yeah, I think she'll still just be like, surprise me. Oh, okay. Tell me what you know. So, uh... Hmm. Everyone knows Obsidian Day. Yeah, yeah, they fought a lot about what happened beforehand. Well, so do you know the story about the... the when they uh, found the Gaitha hide? I don't know that one. Okay, so there was this... So they were... Alright, I'll set the scene. So, like, one day, once upon a time, there were these people... And they were on a boat. And... (laughs) (laughs) was called the Queen of the Cradle. I don't remember what the boat was called, but it was one of the... To be fair, to be fair, Taylor has, like, called that boat, like, 20 different names. I have not. Yes, you have. I have not. That boat is the Queen of the Cradle. It was also the Cradle of the Dawn. It was also the... There was something else that you called it, too, and I was very confused as to what it was called. Oh, was it really? That's hilarious. (laughs) The Cradle of the Dawn is the uh, Drosdana. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not the ship, it's the trench. Well, maybe that's where I got confused. Yeah. I don't know. No, the Queen of the Cradle oh, is God. the ship. Sorry. The Queen of the Cradle <laughs> is the ship right, that you going. guys that you guys stole from Moore's Rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. been that was the ship that went okay. through the, the Gaitha Hyde hurricane. So there was this uh <laughs> there. there was this boat, and it was like one of those boats that's like not a really good boat, but it was like a boat. And that they had, literally they, the had, they had, uh, you know, like stolen uh, from uh, a random place. I think it might have been like uh, Enic or something. They stole this boat anyway. 
So they uh, they uh, went down and they found this uh, crystal. They were just like out in the middle of the ocean and they saw it floating by and they were like, well, what in the world is that thing doing out here? And so they uh, they picked it up and they had to, you know, like beat a seagull off for it. And it was a big thing. And then uh, so... The- <laughs> I just a seagull off for it. Yeah, yeah. None of this is true, Zach. None of this is what happened. No, go oh, ahead. I, 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 I love and hate hearing Ben recite my lore. You're welcome. I just love that this is like fan fiction. Yes, this is the worst fan fiction. Uh, so, you know, after they fought off this Eldritch Seagull who was trying to take this crystal, they, uh, you know, I think it was... Uh, uh, Kit who fu- who got a hold of it and he thought that he was going to tell uh what's that guy's name it's uh uh Oscar Heidelin I think they told him too that the you know he was going to take over the power of the crystal <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know it didn't go very well apparently oscar was really upset about it and uh they accidentally summoned a hurricane so you do know that olga heidelin is his name right oh like, thank that's, you olga that's a pretty well known sorry i couldn't remember his name it was probably uh, you know maybe it was his brother oscar i'm not sure anyway so oh they God, uh that was- they they accidentally summon this hurricane and then wouldn't you know it out of anywhere, you know, somewhere, anywhere, I don't know, out of the ocean came this giant, you know, uh, uh, the bird and it was, uh, Why was the bird come out of the air? no, there was a bird in the water. I don't know, but this bird <laughs> came out and it was, uh, it was Senna and Senna was like, you know what guys, I'm going to help you out. I'm feeling like I'm in a good mood today. And she took Kit, and they went to uh, they went directly to the the Monomar rig. Yeah, the Monomar rig, and then they they gave the crystal to Kenna, and then you know everything got a lot better after that. Was she disguised as the seagull that they beat off? No, I'm pretty sure that was uh, that might <laughs> have been a larka. <laughs> I think the seagull was a larka. Oh, uh, I thought it was <laughs> okay. Is an Eldridge Seagull? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name was Alarka. Okay. Okay. I don't. Again. I usually don't believe anything you say, but I know things in there are actually not true. <laughs> Fustrak doesn't. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Hanging on every word. Jasper doesn't know they're not true. <laughs> also hanging on every word. <laughs> Lorcan doesn't fucking live here. You know, I do not hang on every word. Where I come from, I do. I I actually do know a little bit about the Venice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? That you may were... have actually read Silas's books before. Oh, he wrote books. Oh shit, I haven't given you that yet. No. Hold on. Hold on. War. This is new. Oh, ah. Um so I I've been in between uh working on some other projects this week. I have been working on 
a much more detailed sort of uh oh collection of lore about the current um obsidian collective mm-hmm. and in among the sort of summaries about them um the uh the works of silas veneer and some of the writings of kit are occasionally referenced um but silas uh silas is credited with this is a new thing also that i haven't told you guys yet silas is credited with naming the the staves for what they are now um they're known as the lycari um, it is a combination of two Thunar words meaning soul of the element. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Silas wrote, uh, do, let me find it. Is this like his autobiography? No, yeah. not at all. Um, Naked and afraid. <laughs> it, it's, it's not, an, yeah. it does contain stuff about him. Um, but it's not by any means an autobiography. Uh, do to do to do. My vampire. I wasn't. It wasn't until about <laughs> here. I'll actually read a little it's bit just to Twilight. you. Yeah, it's just Twilight. Um, <laughs> says oh, the Obsidian Collective. Oh, good lord, you guys, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> good God. Um, the. Uh, so this is a separate piece of writing by somebody else. Uh, called the Obsidian Collective and the Lycari, a brief history. Um, the One of the lines in here says, it wasn't until 213 that anything was published by the Obsidian Collective to banish rumors and myths. Uh, personally compiled and written by Silas Veneer with the assistance of the former staff of Death, Kelladir, uh, the small collections of books... A uh, small collection of books finally nailed down the true order of events, the demise of Ker- Kyla Urvela, and how Ilarco was truly defeated by the concentration of the eight staves with their bearers <laughs> and allies. Uh, Silas remained a private person involved with the collective's dealings, uh, credited with setting down the vocabulary used in the modern day to refer to the Lycari. Um, oh, sorry, no, the term itself silas was the one who wrote it but according to silas's writing the term was coined by nix uh and his bearer kit Mm. uh and it was yeah so yeah silas wrote a whole series of books on basically all he knew about what happened um which secret secret is my in world uh my in-world uh, explanation of why there are going to be books about it that we write. Mm. Ah, um, yeah. So, so we're we're writing it like Silas is writing it in the old. We we don't have to write really it in. Good, his, I know that's a really good subtitle yeah. for the series. Actually, it, I I was thinking like we'll have like our own stuff. I'm yeah. sorry, anybody watching, we're planning <laughs> things. Um, the 
it'll be like the cheeky it'll be like the cheeky thing in the epilogue and it's like and then silas wrote about their adventures and Mm. and stuff like that well i was i was thinking as it opens it's like it explains like or it has a note from silas like like a foreword from silas who's just like these are these are the things that happened and i've managed to collect these from all the members of the collective and so on and so forth and he's like i i do apologize if some of it is a little uh a little uh biased because i focused mostly on my wife (laughs) or she was the one who was around most for this um but yeah so this i'll share this with you when i actually have it finished but Mm -hmm. it is a quick look at all of the uh current bearers in 501 and all of the light heart because it felt weird to keep calling them staves when they're actual yeah yeah so anyway Uh, um yeah uh magda knowing about the veneers she would know more about them like post obsidian day she does know that silas used to be king of moore's rest until justine took over um and she does know that of course veneer arms is named for marin um actually i kind of want to i'm gonna riff go no go for it go for it i'm just giving you a base okay uh i my mother actually really liked their story. Mm. Uh, she told it to me a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I once was a king, and he um, didn't want to be king. And he came from a line of kings that destroyed all the other kings. And he ended up being exactly what he feared. And then one day, uh, he's presented a gift, a girl with fire in her eyes. And immediately she slapped him across the face and said she would have nothing to do with him or his kingdom nothing to do with him or his his kingdom but he kind of appreciated that because no one had ever told him that before and so she stayed with him in his castle and slowly they liked each other uh perhaps one would even say love after a time and she taught she taught him what it was to be kind and compassionate rather than a ruler uh only in it for power she wanted him to see that the world was more than that and so they ran off and he denounced his kingly title and even though they had struggles, they were able to come to appreciate each other more because of it. Because that's what people in love, that's what they do. Is that they respect each other and grow with each other 
present against. And that's how they lived and that's how they died. Together, yet their own people in their own rights, but respecting each other over everything else. I'm not a very good storyteller. There's probably some other things in there. And Jasper pipes missed. up. He's like, no, that was beautiful. Yeah. Who, who was it? Uh, well, it's the it's Silas Moore and Marin Veneer. Uh, Silas Veneer, I guess. You know, I heard he was a vampire. That's just a rumor. <laughs> Are you sure? And, and Jasper goes... If he was a vampire, wouldn't he still be alive? Yeah, he, like, died. Everyone knows that. But did did he? Yes! Did he? God told us he did! (laughs) So he did! Uh (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. That story sounds kind of unrealistic. You know, it sort of sounds like one of those romance novels that you pick up at the, 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 the ten copper market. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But I mean, you know, maybe it works out. Uh, My parents are weird like that, too. So maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I'm... I think it's pretty much rubbish, too. So... And Jasper, like, looks between the two of you is like, but... But it's a true story, right? So they say, who knows? Maybe they want happy all the time. Well, no one can be happy all the time. Happy is like... Happy is like extra. Were they content? Because that's like the the goal, right? I don't know, Jasper. I didn't know them personally. It's a bedtime story. And he he sort of like shrinks back a little bit. He's like, okay, sorry. Uh, what All up? I know is, in my experience, it's pretty unrealistic, so... I wouldn't know. Oh my god. Uh, Fustrak, do you have any cool stories from your <coughs> Minotaur clan? Yeah, tell us a story, Zach. Make one tell up. Tell us a DM. story. <laughs> We're all making stories up. Well, except for Ash. Ash just told the truth. Yeah, yeah but she told a new version of it. That's true. Yeah. If I would have okay, it was so very let me lyrical. just say I did like it. It was, I, if it was I very valid worthy. If I would have written that out, it would have been fucking great. But me, I'm just like, eh, uh, uh, uh. yeah. But you can write it out, and it would be great. Yeah, because you now you know what it sounds it. like. Yeah, yeah. Write the ballad. Write the ballad of the veneers. Hey, that I actually uh, I think. What did I call it? What? When I was writing that su- that song for Silas, I called it the Ballad of Silas Veneer. But I don't remember. You wrote a song? No, no, no. So Marin was writing a song oh. for Silas. Okay. I tried actually writing lyrics for it, and it was really bad. And I was like, no. That's okay. <laughs> um, Poetry's hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. But yeah, I called it the Ballad of Silas Veneer. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Paige used to used to sing that to Magda. No. 
Who's sure you got a story? Yeah. Or do you want Jasper to tell one? Jasper's got stories. No, I think I, I think I got one. Oh boy. So, um, so I, I've told you guys about, um, about Ethan, my, my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has okay. three brothers and, uh, the youngest one, Razvin, he's, uh, he makes me look smart, but oh, he's wow. strong as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, before Wayfin and I like got married and like got super serious, we uh, we uh, we would often uh, end up getting up to uh, shenanigans. And uh, so um, this one time uh, at the Harvest Festival, uh, we decided uh, to spike the punch, um, which. Uh, don't you all just yep. drink all the time anyway? Do you really need to select the punch? I mean, you know, it's not always all revelry, but uh, we made it a little extra strong and uh, kind of got our asses whooped. But uh, there was uh, there was this other time we uh, we found out about this like very small uh, human settlement. Uh, that was uh, not too terribly far away, and uh, in the middle of the night, we uh, snuck out to their village and we uh, we put like little animal bones on their doorsteps. Um, and I disguised Rasvin by uh, by putting a skull on top of his head, and we put him in a big ass robe, and uh, nobody found out that it was us, but uh, that that town's a ghost town now um we we really scared the shit out of those people we destroyed uh, a village and this is and this is in garrett eldahaz yeah yeah uh yeah that they they kind of left overnight um i mean we thought it was funny but i mean keep in mind we were like 13 14 at the time so this is this is like 10 years ago that we did this but uh yeah i mean nobody got hurt but uh definitely nobody moves in there it, it sounds like uh other human kids just kind of dare other kids to go in there and just like try and spend a night in the, in the spooky ghost town but uh i would like to note yeah. Lorcan is giggling uncontrollably during this whole thing <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, and Lorcan oh, wow. like pipes in and he's like um, no that that sounds about right like Garadeldithas is that I've heard of it before it's like the, the continent that has a bunch of fey in it still right yeah so and he like lean, leans in like a little more comfortable now that he's heard like some stories and he's like so I know why they must be terrified out of their goddamn minds Garadeldithas is where like a lot of the more sort of chaotic fae go to and like Garrett Eldithas is full of fae folk and fae born and just all kinds of weird people even by fae wild standards you must have made them think that like an arch fae had invaded and that's fucking brilliant 
Yeah, we uh, we never we never told anybody that it was us. Um, we didn't really uh, we didn't really want to want to pay for that too much, and nobody got hurt. So, um, definitely uprooted the entire lives. <laughs> Lorcan Lorcan jumps and he says, "I actually have a story that'll kind of complement that. When I was really really young, like maybe." I don't know, 20 or so. Um, I I had this group of friends uh, in Amadithedian and we used to go around to the like surrounding hamlets and since we were all like greater uh, sort of uh, members of the Seely Court and whatnot, um, a lot of people were kind of scared of us. Um, and so whenever we told people things, they would believe us because they thought it'd come from Queen Titania. Um, and he describes how this group of like punk teens and like 20 somethings uh, used to go around to Hamlets and like tell them like the queen she is displeased with you and scared the shit out of people and they would do that to scam food out of them and like get into like really good wine and like make people throw them feasts for bullshit reasons um, and he he follows that up with saying, but um, she didn't really like that very much, so we got into trouble a lot. Um, yeah, but that that's that's how I met a lot of my best friends back in the Feywild was people jumping in on pranks, and I mean we never we never hurt anyone anybody, and we ended up paying them back. But damn, it was a good time. Huh. And he he glances over between Magda, Noah, and Jasper and says, "What about you guys? Do you ever do you ever pull any pranks as kids or anything fun?" Uh, I mean, you know, I sort of I got into potions really young, and but I uh, kind of take after my dad a little bit when it comes to that. So there's been quite a few kids in the neighborhood who have lost uh, toys or. Uh, I think I accidentally might have killed somebody's cat once. Um, Jesus! Well, it was an accident, you it's know. Kind of fucked up, man. Well, I was trying to help the cat, you know, get better from being sick, and I gave it. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it had worms, and I gave it uh, aconite instead of wormwood because they look sort of similar when they're all ground up, and uh, it. Uh, mm, no, you do you do know that's not a prank, right? I mean You, you know that was like a tragic accident. <laughs> Larkin's still laughing. I mean it was sorta of like it was sorta of like, oops, you know, I didn't mean to do that. And then everybody had a good laugh and we all moved on. Except for the cat. Well the cat moved on permanently. Yeah, fear and game for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, but you know, I learned on that day that uh, you know, uh, wormwood and aconite very different things. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Magda's Magda has also been drinking from a flask this whole time, so she's loosening up just a little bit. Um, she's like. Yeah, so I never killed any cats, if that's our definition of uh, 
pranks. It, it's not. It's okay, definitely great. not. But good, good job. Question mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. Just don't do it to one of us. Oh no, I'm much better now. You know, I could have. Uh, I can fix anything, and I I keep everything labeled. Uh, there were a group of kids in Vague. I mean, there's not a lot of people there, so if you have people who are the same age, then you just kind of all flock together. Um, uh, the fair of uh, skinwalkers is pretty big up there. And so sometimes we would take like these big branches and just kind of like uh, put like sheets, bed sheets over them and then like hang them, like shake them outside of people's houses and kind of go like. Um, Jasper is like, you know, those are like, those are real. Yeah, but it's and and they're they're in Frosthold too. Okay. Great. So, okay. I'm just saying that's what we used to do. No, it's a good because there was nothing else to do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and uh, Jasper throws his hat into the ring too. He's like, well, um. I never had a lot of friends, but I did have some when I was sort of little. And um, we, you guys saw that we had like a lot of sheep uh, at the village. Oh, no. Um, we used to, uh, we would take uh, some of the sheep to like some of the, uh, the underground like temples and ruins nearby. Um, where like the druids took care of them and they're like, they're like mazes, uh, inside. And we used to take the sheep and we would shear out a number on the side of them. And so we would label them one, two, and four. And they would spend days looking for number three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. That's actually really fucking hilarious. It's a great prank. Yeah, it is. Actually, it's really funny. Y'all uh, remember that cousin that I told you about, the one that tries to do the corn maze, but uh, oh, no, he only ends up making a circle? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he got into a bar fight uh, one day, and uh, it was against this real, real big guy. He, like, he, he's bigger than me. And, uh, um, I, you know, I didn't want to get my ass kicked and I wanted to disarm the situation. Uh, so I, um, paid for our drinks and, uh, I pulled his loincloth off and I just ran out the door with it and he was standing there buck ass naked in front of him. Um, he didn't get his ass kicked. He, uh, just kind of, kind of grabbed a napkin and walked out. Wasn't too happy. But grabbed a napkin. <laughs> Wait a second, so this is another Minotaur, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Big-ass napkin. Yeah! At least a fucking napkin! It was like one I of mean, those cloth, like, dinner service napkins. I hate to say it, it was not that big of a napkin. Oh, no. <laughs> For napkin. Kind of tuck it up and... 
I mean, <laughs> to be fair, cows keep most of their penis inside their body, so. Yeah, but you can still, like, see a good portion of it. Yeah, that's true. Humanoid um, cows, gee. Yeah, oh, I don't know. This, this, is a, this is a minotaur. It, we're not going to get into the anatomy of a cow, but, um, yeah. Yeah, theirs don't, like, attach up their stomach like oh, a cow. okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's not a thing. That would uh, make sex very hard. That would be weird. Uh, uh, well, you, you know, I th- there was this one time I accidentally shot my dad. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, you know, there was like, uh, Ma doesn't like the idea of having guns. So uh, dad took me to the, uh, the ye old shooting range and we uh, were going to get it tested out. And I didn't know how to use it yet. And I accidentally shot him. Where did you shoot them? Uh, Is it in his ass? No. Is it in his ass? No. Oh. I, uh, I shot him uh, in his peg leg. So, oh, well, oh. that's not fun. Well, I mean... Did the, bir- did the bird die? Did the bird get hurt? You don't know the about bird the bird. That's in there. You don't know yes, about the bird. Yes, you did. Oh, did you I? told us about it. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, no, no, the bird was fine. Thankfully, he, you know, he's a little roughed up. But, you know, he looked okay. I think. Maybe he got a new bird. He, yeah, I was about to say the same bird. <laughs> you know, I'm All not right. sure. We need to cut the storytelling there for break, but you guys just keep trading stories that get more and more ridiculous. Um, let's let's go on break as it gets uh, into the late evening and you guys are waiting for the spire to appear. Uh, and you see the mist begin to rise in the forests and the lowlands again. Uh, but you're atop a hill, so you should be fine. We'll see. Let's uh, let's go on break. We'll be back at seven twenty-seven. All right. See you guys in a bit. And we're back, everybody. Hi. Y'all. Hi. Hi. Have you fixed your mic, Zach? I sure have. Yes. Okay. Just check. I am so sorry. I didn't have the Yeti turned on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My crunching is registering on my microphone. <laughs> it's, it's not loud enough for really to bother, but okay. that's fine. Um, <clears throat> it would be... It would only be a problem if it were something other than a crunch, I think. Um, uh, you mean like... Like if it was gushy. Oh, that's why I muted myself <laughs> when I was eating mac and cheese beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry, Ash never yeah. does, so it's fine. But we can never hear Ash, so it's fine. That's true. You can't, um, you can't mute this. You okay, can't. Jenna. Um, <clears throat> oh my god, so not even joking. I literally saw somebody like give me a weird look as I was driving down the road the other day, and my car windows down, and I just yelled, Ooh, beef! Like, <laughs> for no fucking reason and then it dawned on me that my window was open and i was like okay (laughs) oh dear um so the midwestern guilt settled in before we jump back in can i just say and i'm not trying to butter anybody up oh no but i am so thankful that I have a crew of storytellers who are not only good at telling stories, want to tell stories, and know how to take turns doing so. Yeah. Not to mention all wonder. of us told them in character. Yes, that's another thing. You guys are such good role players. Thank you. All right, let's go. 
<sighs> I have nothing else in my life. Hey, hey. me neither. <laughs> like everybody should be jelly that I have the dream roleplay crew. So fuck y'all. Aww. Thank you. For now, if only us. we were all better at doing accents. <laughs> it's fine it's fine i'll just make up the deficit on that um i'm not great at any of them but i can do a lot of them jack of all trades master of none Um, i can do one i can do four (laughs) i got one accent (laughs) yeah that's it it. (laughs) it's british it's british Uh, all right so oh my god so sorry random story again i've been playing final fantasy 12 and the empire has like a very distinct british accent and i started reading some of my books out loud like that's what lex's accent sounds like now mm-hmm. yeah so i just like walk around and start talking like that randomly now and then it turns into Great. australian and i suddenly become steve Irwin. and just like oh crikey <laughs> what's the name of the capital <laughs> city oh. in uh final fantasy 12 um dalmasca bujerba thank you Arcades. I believe isn't is <laughs> Dalmasca is not the city; it's the country, right? Oh yeah, Rabinaster. Rabinaster, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, <clears throat> uh, that's some Lord of the Rings shit right there. What? Yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, what are you giggling about, Ash? Corey? No. Arcades nuts. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Stream is over. Holy shit! I just got done complimenting you guys. Fucking Aiko is dissolved. So everybody thinks that I'm fucking chaotic, but the puns that come out of her mouth are fucking awful, and I love them. And the only person that loses their shit because of it is her. Yeah. Yeah. Got got him. Got him. <laughs> my, my, right. my insides hurt from that. Oh my God, that was not art, Silver Wolfie. My, Shut up. my ancestors Silver are Wolfie, upset. You have taste, 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 taste. No, Ash is the equivalent to just, just a dad. Oh. Yeah, you really yeah. are. I feel like yeah. I feel like I may know Silver Wolfie. I don't know I'm who that sure is, who but is. welcome. They've been here for I, a while. Yeah, I, I have the feeling that they are with my uh, my Wednesday night D and D group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it is potentially Courtney, and if it is, thank you, uh, because she has been very looking forward to uh, to tuning in and watching us. Aww. Well, I noticed I noticed Silver Silver. Hi, Courtney. Um, I noticed uh, Silver Wolfie, and then somebody called K Crow. I uh, don't know who that is, but oh, yeah, I know. Sure I one. know who that is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you can eat chips with uh, chopsticks. Just P.S. Yes, you can, <laughs> especially if you, you want to eat, dip them in salsa. You can eat anything with chopsticks if you're determined enough. You can yeah, even eat ass with chopsticks, but it's not going to feel great. Guys, God, oh, shit. guys, <laughs> any way. <laughs> God fucking damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while since we've like lost our fucking this is shit. Not, okay. This is not pack tactics. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. No, but Zach's Zach's reaction was beautiful. Thank you. Anyway. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it is late evening on Orn the 19th. You are atop a hill where a spire should appear if all goes 
Yes, thank you. Thank you, Coop. Yes, the post-break break. Um, gonna, <laughs> We've I'm had gonna, some long post-break breaks. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Oh, my God. Pack um, Tactics was like an hour. Pack Tactics. Uh, anyway. Yeah. There was one no, that we talked no. about, like, Crock-Pot forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Focus, Taylor. Yeah. Focus. Focus, Taylor. Don't encourage it. <laughs> it's late evening you guys are around a fire you just finished telling a bunch of stories everyone's kind of kind of in like that late evening starting to drift off stage where you're trying to stay awake but nothing's happening um and it isn't until almost midnight um that uh who has the highest passive perception i think it's foostrug I uh, think it is me with thirteen. I think so. Was what is, what is <laughs> Noah? Yeah, Mine's yeah. I, w- I was thinking of Ember, but yeah, Noah has mm-hmm. low too. Um, <clears throat> Foostrock, out of the corner of your eye, you notice um, a little. You notice these little tiny flashes of light, uh, just very dim, like fiery orange flashes and as you turn and look you see that around this ring of bare ground um these like standing torches have appeared and each of them sparks and begins to catch fire slowly uh guys Mm. Uh, i think we have company It's oh. like watching all the candles and shit light up inside the Sanderson house. <laughs> I still have some treats left, so yeah, we should be good for company. I am going to <laughs> ready myself. I will have my Kusarigama on me and like at like at my side, but I won't be like mm-hmm. leading with it, I guess. And you guys are are you guys inside the ring or outside the ring? Outside. Okay, outside. Yeah, definitely outside. Yeah, don't be crushed be... by a fucking building. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to be wicked witched. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but as the ring Darling. of torches appears, you as you're watching it, you're like, okay, when's this fire going to appear? And as you're looking at it, it doesn't occur to you right away that it's starting to appear until it's there. It like fades in so slowly that it's hard to tell it's even happening against the dark night sky. Um, but as the point of the spire suddenly bursts into a bright orange flame, you are suddenly faced with this completely smooth uh, conical spire tower uh, that has, like, it's not made of blocks or anything. It's just one solid piece of stone topped by a conical, like, glass shape at the top that's lit up orange. And in the front of it, there's a set of uh, several stone steps, uh, very small, that lead up to a circular door that is surrounded by uh, several stones that come to a keystone. And at the keystone, you see a very beautiful, like, calligraphy S uh, carved into it. And all around the outside of it, uh, you see it has two triangles framing it, uh, which you guys would recognize may be uh, symbolic of the Yera rune, which is the J. Okay. Um, and... Uh, the door itself is a dark sort of uh, 
I believe it's purple, um, sort of uh, darker purple stain to the wood. And there is a circular handle in the very center, center that's made of gold and silver. Um, <clears throat> and uh, there is the spire. Well, I guess we should go knock, eh? <clears throat> and I start walking over there. Okay. Wait, Noah, don't go up yeah, there yet. No, probably not. Probably not. The uh, the elk didn't cross this last night. What if there's something going on with it? I mean, okay. I mean, we can wait, I suppose. Is there like a pebble somewhere that I can try and like just gently toss uh, past the torches? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Give it a little underhand toss uh, past the circle of uh, torches, and it seems to pass through without issue. You don't see anything appear. Nothing stops it. It just... I'm going to look out um, around us to see if the Bernhardt or any other wildlife is approaching or anything like uh, that. Make me a perception check. It's going to be difficult because of the fog yeah. in the lower areas. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> uh, glancing around the lowlands and the other hills, you don't see anything. It's all just obscured in fog. Okay, I will just wait prepared to see if anyone comes out of the tower. Anyone else doing anything? Um, I'm going to use thaumaturgy to raise my voice and just be like, oh, hey there. Hello. Is, <laughs> hello. Any, is hello. anybody home? Your voice just oh, echoes oh, across oh. the hills. Hey, diddly neighbor. It's hi, diddly ho. What up, man? Hey, diddly piddly neighbor. Um... I don't watch The Simpsons. As as, uh, as Noah calls out, uh, there's a long pause before you see the door handle turn, and the circular door swings inward, and you see a head peek out from behind the door, just sort of holding onto the edge. Uh, you see this like sort of mop of super curly dark brown hair. You see these uh, big like poofy like uh what are these called chops mutton uh, chops mutton chops uh just the chops not the not the mustache oh no um, mutton just the chops just the chops uh sort of a, a a larger like button nose uh kind of smallish eyes behind these half moon glasses um and uh, there's like an ink stain on one cheek. You see a halfling uh, who looks like he's maybe middle-aged or so. Oh my god. Um, and he like peeks his head out and he's like, uh, oh, that's unexpected. Hello? Oh, hi yeah. there. Want to come out and have a little bit of a talk? Well, that depends. What's your business? Uh, we're here to save the island. Okay. We're here to save the Van Hart. Oh, yeah, the deer. Yeah, uh huh. Hold on. Uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, someone who wants to lead. I'll lead. Uh, oh, I mean, I'll lead anyway, but my persuasion is not. My persuasion's really bad, too. Okay, I'll do it. Mine's plus three. 
Yeah, but you haven't said anything. That's Do true. I take sure it with, I've only waved at him. Do I take it with advantage that <laughs> she's helping me? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. Well, it's going to be good. 18. Okay. Um, as he's holding onto the edge of the door, he's like, all right, well, um, go ahead and step into the circle. Oh, okay. And I just step in. Okay. You step through and it feels like something gives you this brief moment of like pressure. Oh. And then you just step through. Like it almost feels like walking through a curtain. Does he stay like we can still see him and he's fine? Yeah, he's fine. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, that's kind of well, that's kind of a nice feeling. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> lie. And the halfling like nods, seemingly a little more satisfied seeing that Nick made it through. I'll, I'll follow them. Yeah, same same thing. It feels like walking through a curtain. I oh boy! Will cautiously follow too. Okay, um, Magda, as you step up to the edge, it gives you a little more pushback. Like there's a moment where you're like, huh. and then you push again, and it opens for you. And I'm fine. Nothing. Yeah, you're weird. fine. Okay. If anything, you actually feel a teeny tiny bit better. Um, and Jasper walks through without a problem, but as Lorcan goes to walk through, he is also he also gets like more resistance. And the halfling, you see his eyes flash purple, and he's like, uh, "You, uh, what? Uh, pardon the rude question, but what are you?" He's and, with us. Don't worry about it. And uh, Lorcan says, "Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm Eladrin, Fay, and the." halfling sort of narrows his eyes and says alright but I'm keeping an eye on you and he clicks his fingers and Lorcan walks through um, the halfling swings the door open and you see in behind him there is a chamber that appears to be uh, full of like barrels and burlap sacks and whatnot, uh, and then like a small table at the center with a, a large uh, lantern uh, he goes and grabs the lantern and steps out and being a halfling he's like maybe three feet um but as he comes out, you see he is very classic Hobbit. Uh, no, no shoes. Uh, kind of got the like hairy tops to his feet. He's got really hairy arms. He's got his uh, sleeves rolled up. This like nice-ish uh, shirt. Coming. He's to got the a gap little this fall. Hairy tops. He <laughs> he's got like a, a little like cable knit uh, sweater vest on. Uh, no, no, sorry. He would have like a. Almost like a suit vest, uh, but it's like full of pockets. Uh, just sort of uh, normal dark trousers rolled up to the knee. Um, and he steps out, lifting the lantern up. He's like, I don't believe I've seen you folks around before. And he looks up at Fustrak with like particular interest. It's like, wow. Uh, <laughs> I, wow. Uh, oh, hey hello. There, Welcome. Uh, can I, can I help you? Uh, any particular reason you're on, well, not my hill, but this hill? Uh, first oh. of all, what was that? And I kind of jerked my head back toward the circle. Oh, it's just a, a measure of protection. It keeps out things with uh, bad intentions and also tends to keep out things infected. Uh, with what? 
Oh, the plants. Well, with the almatum, of course. Oh, the huda what? The almatum. Um, you know those vines down in the forests. Um, oh, all the batch. blood squirters. Oh, yeah. It's not blood, but yeah. Put it in chat for you so you can spell it. Um, L- oh, no, I'll just make it up. El- okay. Matum. It's almatum. Oh, oh, uh, so it's an A-U. All- no, it's a U-L-M-A-T-O-M. Ooh, like an ultimatum. Kind of. Or like an ultimato. God damn it. Um, but yeah, he... <laughs> but I'm... T- as, <laughs> as, as he comes closer to your group, he walks up to Noah in particular. He says, but uh, you've been messing with it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, well, you know, when you see new things and you're, you know, a potion maker, you gotta check it out. Did you eat it? Uh, you know, I might have yeah, just a little Yeah, he definitely did. That was drop, like the first just, thing that he just did. Just one teeny tiny drop. It was like the first thing that he did. So you ate, you ate the, uh, the, the sap? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's not as bad as it could be, but come down here. Oh, okay. Uh, do, do you want me to crouch or do you want me to lay down? Yes, please. I'm short. Okay, I uh, crouch down. Sorry. Didn't yeah, know as what you, you crouch meant. down, he like grabs you by the face and opens your mouth and like starts examining and turns, looks in your ears and looks in your eyes, like pulls them down. And he even like tilts your head back to look up your nose. Um, he's like, any shortness of breath, any. Uh, sort of uh, sick feeling in your stomach or always feeling full when you haven't eaten? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Although that hill that we climbed up, man, that was sure hard to get up. Uh, well, why do you think I picked this hill? <laughs> uh, but as long as you're not feeling weird, how long ago did you ingest this? Oh, about 24 hours or so. Okay, then you should be fine. And he sort of, he sort of like, pats you on the cheek um <clears throat> what happens like, oh sorry no go ahead what happens if you had a bit of like resistance getting into that circle uh, that's well some people feel more than others sort of depends on uh the things you've been in contact with what have you been in contact with oh, well, we don't have all night well, um, it is made to keep out sort of evil things. Um, you don't look particularly evil to me, so... I'll pull my mask down. What about now? Why would, why would illness make you evil? Oh, damn, he's woke. I'll pull the mask, um, mask back up. He, he actually walks over to you. He says, would you like me to have a look at that? Do you know what it is? Uh, no. Not really. Uh, we, uh, we looked Fine. at it. It's a demon. A demon? I will crouch down. And he, like, pulls your mask down and starts doing the same thing to you. That's, that's kind. That's, alright, <laughs> that's my personal space, but alright. He's like, well, you're gonna have to get used to it. I'm a doctor. And he's just looking you over. It's um, he's like, I'm a doctor. That looks a little more like desiccation than rot. Wow, do they pay the big bucks, big bucks for that? Or these are just my starting observations. It'll take a little more for me to know exactly what I'm dealing with, but that's certainly magical by nature. I'm going to crouch uh, down next to Magda and be like, "Hey there, hey there, champ." Okay, so so here's the thing. 
when people are trying to help you, it's really hard for them to do that if you're just being a huge see you next Tuesday the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you could just, uh, you could just let the man do his work, maybe he could help you and make your life a little bit better, and then you'd be a little less miserable, so the rest of us would be less miserable. Okay. <laughs> and the halfling is like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. I'm used to this. I'm my kid's doctor, too. Um, <laughs> he just called you a child, just so you know. Mm-hmm. But he, he lets go of you after he gets done looking at it. He says, well, uh, that's certainly curse material, though I'm assuming by your face you already know that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. She's, I'll have to give that a little it. more more research to see if I can do anything about that. Um, you know, it just occurred to me, I have no fucking idea where, who any of you are. Um, my name's Audrey Selbin. Uh, I... I'm something of an ecologist. Uh, fine to meet y'all. You seem like... <clears throat> did, did he say Audrey? Um, did I say his name right? No, Aubrey. Sorry. Aubrey. Oh, I thought you said Aubrey. Audrey. I yeah. did. It's supposed to be Aubrey. Okay. Aubrey Selbin. I will also put that in chat for y'all. I'm uh, something of an ecologist in these parts, um, currently studying the Almatum and uh, the Awas tree, and uh, of course the local flora and fauna. Great, so can you tell us what the fuck's going on around here then? I can give you my best estimation, uh, considering the fact that no one can get close to the tree. Um, but uh, who are you folks first? Uh, oh, uh, my name's Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago. You can uh, uh, maybe if you've heard of Barago's Brews and Bombs. The moment you say Barago, he's like, you're kidding. Uh, no. Do you know the folks who run the shops here in Frosthold? I'm sure I know somebody's name. I gotta find them too. Hold I on. have a list from my ma'am. Ma'am. Uh, me, me, me mother. <laughs> me mother, uh, me mother gave me a know, list. <laughs> you know of Brocker and Giovanna Lofting and Vizra Rueden. Ah, yeah, those people. Yeah, I know uh, Vizra and uh, Giovanna and Brocker. Um, I've and got the like, letter right here with all their <clears throat> names and addresses. Do you need yeah. to send them a letter? <laughs> no, I already know where they live. Um, I I do quite a bit of work with uh, those three, uh, more so with uh, Giovanna. Um, but uh, I visited Vizra a few times. She's uh, pretty close with the Arcanist down in Issa, so we we see each other quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> uh, let me. <laughs> sorry, I I should give a little more. Uh, little more context uh my my wife devria she's the arcanist of yera so uh we're oh. we're all sort of interconnected um oh is that did are you an arcanist as well or did you just borrow no. the tower i mean i'm not and i'm i'm not like a master arcanist but i certainly am a, a caster um this is all this is mine oh okay yeah uh, it's a um, very nice uh is it a tower? Does it count as a tower? 
it I call it a spire because it's not like your typical tower, but um, it does have multiple floors okay. inside. I thought it kind of looked like a unicorn horn. I like that. Is there just are you able to pop up in like different places with this tower? Um, only certain preset locations. I set up this location maybe. Oh, a few months back or so. Um, Dam Vernhart keeps messing with it, but I can usually get back. Uh, my, <laughs> I should admit, my, my wife kind of helped me build this. This is more her thing than mine. I'm not as good as she is, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm a researcher. I'm looking into what's going on in these islands. Um, but I, I, I apologize for being rude. My mind goes in a million places at once. It's one of the hard parts of being, you know, studying literally, literally everything alive around you. But um, who, who are you, miss? Magda. And what exactly has been going on with the Vernhard? Just Magda? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What exactly has been going on Oh, her last name is Renly. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, there you go. What exactly has been going on with the penthouse? Well, that's that's the big question that I've been studying for a while. Um, the Vernhart seems to be... I don't know how to describe it. Um, just not his former self, according to what I know from the locals. Um, a lot of the uh, folks in Ewa's, uh say that He's always been wild. That's sort of his whole thing is keeping these islands wild and free, but he's been vicious lately, um, attacking folk. Um, I've managed to avoid getting on his nerves too much, but that's mostly because I, I feed his uh, herd. But um, I'm sure if I stopped, he would have quite the problem with me. Uh, uh, did you see the message he's been leaving for you? message yeah he left a message like uh he drew like a magic circle and then with a bunch of runes in it and it said the anchor of urson is being uprooted where did he put that and he looks around i think under it's under tower. the tower oh well i can't move the tower while i'm outside it uh, do you have a basement maybe it's there why no. don't do you have a piece of paper Sure, and he, oh. he jumps back in and like grabs a blank journal and I'll brings it out to you. It. I'm an okay, yeah. I'm an okay artist, so yeah. I'll and uh, as you're doing that, he walks up to uh, Foostrack. He's like, "And who are you, sir?" Foostrack Broadhorn. It's a pleasure. Oh, I didn't expect that accent to come out of a minotaur. All right, that's interesting. Pardon, pardon if that comes across as rude. I've never met a Minotaur before. I did not expect you to sound like that. Well, you know, a lot of people don't get to meet us too terribly often. No, I uh, think in my whole life I've only maybe seen one, never actually got to talk to him. So, w welcome, since I'm, I imagine you're not from Frosthold. Um, <laughs> I uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and he, he's sort of like, he seems really interested in you, but he doesn't want to be rude. So he just sort of moves on. Um, and he, he greets Lorcan uh, and says, so you're, you're an Eladrin. And you see him briefly glance at Lorcan's ears, but he quickly like fixes his gaze back on Lorcan's eyes. Uh, and Lorcan's like, yeah, I, I am. And they sort of like shake hands awkwardly. And Audrey, uh, Aubrey is just like, well, I don't think I've ever met a Fae either. So welcome. And he sort of pats his hand and he moves on to Jasper. In uh, the two of them, uh, Jasper is a little taller than him. Uh, the two of them meet with a handshake and you can see Jasper sort of pulls back like he's worried that this new person isn't going to like him. And Audrey, Aubrey is just straight up just like, how are you doing, my friend? How, how's it going? And they just greets him like a normal person, which you guys know kobolds are not used to in Frosthold, especially. And Jasper's sort of like, oh, I, um, hello. Uh, and sort of shakes his hand and just like, Oh my God, someone's treating me like a person. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually Aubrey comes back to Magda to see the drawing. And uh, as he's sort of studying it, he's like, this is, you said the, the Vernhardt drew this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he hoofed it right into the ground. We saw it happen last night after you disappeared. We were spying on you. Okay, that's mildly disconcerting, but all right. Um, I did not expect him to be this intelligent. All right. So, you say that no one can get close to the Awas tree, yes? Well, it's it's a struggle to even get onto Vern Isle at this point. Um I've been studying for a while now, and maybe a year back or so, I could actually get near to it, not up close, maybe, oh, maybe 50 feet away from it, but now I can't even get within sight of it anymore. Uh, What stops you from getting there? Well, there's the fog that, of course, is just everywhere. Can't see bloody five feet in front of you. Um, and then there's the Almatum. It is quite literally uh, just a weave through there. You'd have to cut your way through some areas to even be able to walk, but it's... Oh, no, that's a real bad awful. idea. I know. I discovered that the hard way. Mm, yeah, you know, kind of same little bit, yeah. So clearly, with Ursan and his anchor being uprooted, I mean... So I guess that confirms it is the anchor tree, then. I mean, yeah. Does that mean uh, that it's literally being uprooted, or is that more metaphorical? It, it, I, I mean, I don't... I'm not really a religion person, but... Um, it could mean the tree's dying. It could mean it's actually being uprooted by the Almatum, or something else could be happening. Um, would you all like to come in? Uh, sure. Love to. Yeah, and he heads back toward the door, and he like looks at it, looks at Fustrock, says, you might need to squeeze there, big man, but um, 
It's it's bigger on the inside. It shouldn't be that much of a problem. I'm used to it. <laughs> I imagine you are. Um, and he, he walks through, and Jasper can go through without ducking, but the rest of you do need to duck down a little, and then Fustrak actually almost has to crawl through. Um, but uh, inside, there is a... Uh, relatively the relatively large base chamber that seems to be sort of storage so barrels uh, burlap sacks there's a larder down here that's like full of food Um, and you can see there is a uh, a hatch in the floor Um, but uh, then there is a spiraling staircase that goes upward all right um, Aubrey takes you guys up a couple floors and as it goes up you notice that despite the conical shape of the spire it doesn't get thinner on the inside um, when you reach the second floor in fact it almost seems bigger uh, and you see this floor is primarily a kitchen and like dining setup, and he brings you uh, up to this dining table uh, which all the furniture is halfling size, which for most of you is like toddler size, yeah. so you can make it work. Uh, but for Fustrak, uh Aubrey's like, uh, hold, hold on one second. And he goes and fetches like a large ottoman from uh, from an upper floor and he like pushes it down the stairs and it comes to land on the actual landing and he pushes it up for you. Uh, it's made in such a way that like it doesn't have legs. It's just a box so it won't collapse underneath you. Uh, it's a little more comfortable. Um but he gets you guys all settled at this cute little table that's like carved and inlaid with silver and it's very beautiful Uh, and he goes over to his little kitchen setup and puts on like two kettles and starts putting together two teapots so he can make enough for everybody Um, brings out a bunch of cups and as all that's going he steps up and sits down with you guys Um, and uh, you see him like reach toward himself and then flick his wrist outward and a book appears. Um, And he sets down this uh, journal in front of all of you. Uh, Says, so as I said, I've been studying the Isles for uh, a while now. Um, I originally came here. Oh gosh. I don't even really remember the date. It's been so long, but um, I don't know if you all know what's going on with the Bow River. Uh, Can't say do I do. know what the Bow River is? Uh, you all are aware of the Bow River. Oh. It is, um, if you look at the map, um, you'll see uh, it f- different forks of the Bow River flow through Awas, Bowbend, Yera, ah, and Teresa's. That, okay. Um, says, well, um... So the Bow River uh, comes from the Annalise Range, and it feeds into several different forks that go across several cities. Uh, and just ahead of the first fork of the Bow River, there is a mining operation going on that's been several decades in the making. But uh, within the past 10 years or so, they've broken into some deeper uh, areas, and they're starting to dig up toxic materials. Um, these people 
I'll say that politely, uh, decided that they were just going to use the river to wash away all the waste material. And so uh, tainted water's been flowing down to Yera, to Turisas, Vandervoort, uh, Eowaz, Bobend. Uh, and so, of course, this is a problem because that water is everyone's drinking water. Uh, first, Divria, my wife and I, uh, tried to pursue this legally to get them to stop uh, disposing of their waste materials that way. But unfortunately, they own the land and they owned enough of the river, uh, enough of the land under the river that we actually couldn't stop them based on current laws. So knowing that it's going to take us years to get laws actually passed, uh, we decided to find a way to deal with the tainted water before it gets to the settlements. Um, I've been doing sort of studies along the river from the origin to the ends to see how the water's affected. And one thing I noticed when I visited Bowbend was that the water wasn't tainted there. So I worked my way upriver and it still wasn't tainted when I got to Aowaz. And so I was pretty confused. Like why, what is purifying the water before it gets to these towns? Hello, Titan. Um, and eventually, when I reached the uh, the outlet of the river into Lake Sing, that was where I started to find tainted water again. And then by the time it reaches the city, it's not. So I narrowed it down to Rolliger and Vern as potentially being the sources. And then I realized, obviously, it's the Awas tree that's purifying the water. Um, I have evidence from other anchor trees that they do a similar thing. So my wife and I decided that we would try to get a cutting from the anchor tree and plant it along the, uh, the different forks of the river to make sure the water was purified before it gets to the towns. And it would also certainly help with the problem of Yera uh, polluting water before it gets down to Teresa's and Vandervoort. All of this, you know, ecological nonsense is to say, I need pieces of the tree to keep people from dying of, you know, lead poisoning. Uh, so I've been here for a while trying to get at the tree to get a cutting or two. And the Almatum has made it so that I can't get close enough to it to even take a branch. And there is also the issue of if I did that, would the Vernhart try to kill me? But we'll deal with that when we get to it. If we, I mean, if this thing is intelligent, we could talk to it. Maybe. Ask if perhaps we could gain access to the tree. But my question is, is the Almatum a result of something going on with the Vernhart or is what's happening to the Vernhart, whatever is happening to him, uh, a result of the tree being choked to death or is there something else entirely that all of this is just symptoms of? When did the, the all madam show up? Um... From what I could find, um, the Almatum is, hello Titan, uh, is native to these isles. It doesn't grow anywhere else. Um, 
but it wasn't until this past decade or so that it started uh, growing out of control. Um, normally, Almatum, when it was uh, when it was not acting like this horrible parasite, was actually mutually beneficial for the forests. Uh, it would absorb waste out of the trees and it would absorb impurities from the water in the ground and uh, any unsavory nutrients that the trees would only be made sick by. It would thrive off of those. And the more the almatum grew, that meant the healthier the trees were. But now the almatum is eating everything. Perhaps. I, uh, I think you... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say just perhaps if it were over inundated by an immense amount of toxins, then... Well, I do have theories about that. Um, another thing that grows very well on these aisles is all sorts of mushrooms, both edible and inedible to people. Um, and that is because there is a very fast but very healthy uh, life cycle happening on these aisles. All of this megafauna that you see, they're not as long-lived as your average animals because they're so big. Um, but their shorter lifespan is natural to them. So they're constantly breeding, dying, breeding, dying. And so mushrooms grow like crazy out here. You'll see fairy rings everywhere around where trees were too. Um, the trees themselves even grow at an immense rate like bamboo, but they die super soon as well. Um, so everything is faster and more sort of aggressive here. Um, yeah. But that's, that's normal. What isn't normal is the fact that more so in the last few decades, but really since the calamity, more and more poachers have come to these aisles and they leave their trash and they leave uh, unnatural materials about and they pollute the water, especially with the advent of uh, coal power and steam. All of that pollution is horrible for the lake. And so the Almatum absorbs that out of the water. Um, it and the Ewa's tree both do. And so the Almatum just gets more and more aggressive the bigger it is. And once it's bigger, it runs out of toxins to eat. And so it starts eating everything else. I, I have a, a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. So have you been able to approve that the Ewa's tree is eating the toxins? Uh, I haven't been able to prove it necessarily, but before the Almatum was so out of control, the water was already being purified. So it is my best assumption that the Almatum and the tree are either related or the tree on its own has been doing that as well, because the other anchor trees do it as well. Uh, my second question is, do we know what kind of sap flows through the Awaz tree? I've not been able to confirm that. I haven't been able to get close enough. Because uh, I found something really interesting. Yes. And uh, I pull out one of the vials of the sap from the thing. 
Like, uh, this has a very interesting reaction to blood. To blood? Would you like to see? If you can do it safely? Yeah, just, you know, just have uh, some fire ready. Uh, hold, hold on. And he runs up the stairs again. Uh, and when he comes back, he is very carefully carrying what looks like a glass like sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, the bottom of it is metal. Um, and he's also brought like a bunch of rubber gloves and uh, a few other tools. And he like sets it all down. It's very, it's like very sciencey mm-hmm. uh, equipment. And he's like, just do it on this so it doesn't burn my table. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, And I take out, like, the tiniest drop of the sap and uh, prick my finger again and show him the connection. Okay. And uh, as the old modem starts to uh, grow out of the bit of blood, he's like, what in the world? And I immediately, like, torch it. And he grabs his journal and starts writing. Uh, He's like, I don't, I don't understand. There's no, so there's no seeds in this sap. That's, uh, so I have a couple of ideas. Uh, and excuse me, everybody, while I geek out about plant shit. Uh, no, so, this is what I'm here for. So, uh, there are, you've heard of poison ivy, obviously. Of course. Okay, so there are people who think that. Uh, when people come through and start destroying places, that poison ivy starts to thrive because it's trying to keep people out. So my thought is maybe the Awas tree is helping the Almatum to grow so that it can keep people out and stop the toxins from spreading. My second thought with how this is uh, growing from the blood is that those mushrooms that you were talking about have somehow gotten involved in the process. And so the spores are in the sap. There was... And so the, the, major, sorry, the majority of the plants may not be, especially the vines that are growing underground and sucking the life out of everything, may not necessarily be plants. They may be fungus. There was also a dryad that we ran into yesterday. I do take out a oh. bottle of fluff. And like, uh, we had to get rid of it. Don't, don't open that. No, I won't. Don't worry. Okay. Um, you see him like put a hand over his heart. Like you just terrified him. Oh, why? What'll happen? Um, so (laughs) it's, this is terrifying. And he points at the like charred spot where the blood used to be. He says, because, um, these dryads, um, they will appear anywhere there's Almatum. And when they die, a new sort of wellspring of Olmadam will show up. So for God's sake, never open that. Okay. Unless you're in a completely sterile, like, dirt and natural material-free environment. Just... Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that's fine. Um, and so, uh, my, my other thought, uh, with all this, obviously you've seen the animals that are like rotting away and stuff. Yes. Uh, we found one and I take out the flask with the snake head in it. Um, uh, so huh? I, I cut him open 
and I found a mouse had eaten part of the almatum, and uh, the snake ate the mouse, and then you know the snake looked like you know pretty bad. They have so, had like the pustules and uh, yeah, he was missing a skin thing. coming off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty bad, uh, and but it also looked like someone had attacked him because the backside of his tail had been chopped off. The was it a rattles, rattlesnake? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, poachers. So between the poachers and the toxins, if they're introducing the toxins, the almatum is growing faster. And then if they're poaching, the blood is getting on the ground and causing the fungus to take root and it's just spreading faster. Uh, so this is basically just nature taking its course then. Yeah. Protecting itself. And yes, well, but the but thing is, is it might be out of control at this point. Yes. That's, that's my concern because nature, even when it's trying to save itself, it will not kill everything. It, uh, there's, a. I got a good example of that because I'm also super yeah. into stupid eco shit. Um, so there's this plant called purple leaf loosestrife, right? And it grows in waterways that are congested with toxins, but they've been watching it. It it will grow to the point where it will kill everything else in the waterway, including making some of the water inhabitable for the animals. But uninhabitable? Uninhabitable, yes. Okay. Uh, but then once the toxins are out of the water, the plants naturally start to <laughs> go away and die and be replaced by natural species. So it's... Uh, but in this case, it looks like the Almatum is getting hit by a, a deluge of toxins, and so it has no reason to go away. So the solution then would be to get rid of the toxins. I might right. have an idea for that. It's not super legal, but I've got an idea. Is there anything that we're doing really super legal? I mean, we're just collecting um, information. It depends who you ask. Um, by the standards of the people who, you know, have the magical power in this region, the, the arcanists of the Rune Ring, uh, I'm sure they would support what you're doing, but... Um, large companies and actual like you know lobbyist controlled lawmakers would probably call it illegal but um you have the backing of uh i imagine a couple of arcanists so you'll be fine oh yeah uh, helena sent us here oh really how's she doing i mean she looked to be in health good um, yeah, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just never heard it phrased that way. Uh, it was um, the most neutral thing I could think of because I didn't ask her. <laughs> I well, also uh, we're also working with the Atlan Mercenary Company and have made some connections with some higher people up. I think. Oh, Altera. Honestly, yeah. Well, no, I meant. Oh, you're working with Alistair. Uh, 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 well, yeah, we're doing some errands for for Altera, uh, but also uh, General Sokolov, uh, who runs the mercenary company, has some uh. connections with the uh, Obsidian Collective, and I know at least 
a couple of them are interested in environmental causes. Perhaps we could... Well, I would say pretty much all of them are. Uh, Mr. Veneer's kind of... I don't know about his position because of his, you know, big company, but whatever. Um, the... I, I'll be quite honestly with you, uh, Miss Magda. Um, I'm not big on the Atlaran Mercenary Company, but as long as they're not causing more of a problem, I we just sort of live and let live. I'm not big on it either, trust me. I'm only involved with them because I need them, but... You strike me as, as the sort who wouldn't be part of their number unless you needed something. Yeah. If I have pull, I can at least try. Well, um, that would certainly be appreciated. Uh, I don't think people realize just how dire this is. Because one of the things I, uh, Mr. Barago, you might be interested to know this. Um, Ulmatum is native only to these islands. But I've been worried that a poacher is going to carry spores off the island. Mm. And I am terrified at what would happen if it started spreading in the rune wood. Because the rune wood makes up a majority of Lind uh, Peninsula. Or, wait, is this called the Lind Peninsula? What is this called? I don't know. Mm, it's not my world. <laughs> what is this peninsula called? Lindvale. Well, no, Lind Lindvale is the strip of grassland between the Silverwood and the Runewood. Then I do not know. It's the... The... Hold on. Okay. I need to know, because it's going to bother me. Peninsula. No, it's called the Lindvale Peninsula. My bad. Okay. Um, oh, kitty. Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, my my family kind of knows some of the Obsidian Collective as well. Uh, I could. Oh, I'm I'm well aware of your family's connections, sir. I could try to reach out to one if we needed help. Oh, where is this mining operation? Uh, it is from? north, or, or sorry, it is south of the first fork of the Bow River in the Annalise Range. It's a ways off. Um, uh, what? Hmm. Is 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 right here? No, yeah, I can see it. Um, it's quite a ways away. Yeah, that's quite if a ways. We can. Here's what I'm proposing. We could try to do it the bureaucratic way, and if that doesn't work. I appreciate what you're insinuating. No, I do have those little horses. Uh, but there's a few problems here. Um, their entire operation currently is legal and protected. Despite the damage it's causing. Uh, Devria and I have been working away at the bureaucratic route for a while, but big sweeping laws like water protection take decades to work their way through and get enough support to pass. And if we were to pass that law, 
we would have to make sure that any city involved with this company, because they're not based out of Yera, we'd have to make sure their city agreed with that law in order to actually enforce it upon them. Uh, and I believe they're based out of ESA, and ESA is notorious for being difficult to uh, pass regulations through because of the Glacier Watch. Uh, oh, those fuckers. I'm not saying the Glacier Watch is responsible for the mining operation, but they have a very strong control of ESA, and one of the things that the Glacier Watch very much dislikes is anything that makes their job on the line harder. And any ecological regulations would make them have to spend more money on things like cleanup of their camps and uh, making sure any water sources they go near don't get polluted. And it's just a big mess. It's a necessary mess, but it's one that they're going to resist. Do we know what kind of toxins are getting dumped into the river? Is it just well, lead or is it something else? I imagine it's a number of things, but one of the top contributors is going to be uh, anything that comes out of coal dust, because that is the main source of fuel for steamboats, airships, uh, machines in general. Uh, I guess my other question is... Um, and oh. I should mention arsenic as well. Oh, cool. Uh, does the... Was the all modem, uh did it have the same properties as it does now, the sap, about being cold? I, I'm not sure. From what I could discover, Almatum uh, sap, which, and he looks in his book and he says, uh, did the did the flowers always spit sap? Um, no, they didn't. Um. Ah. This uh, is referred to by some of the native peoples, especially uh, the Cobalt tribes, uh, as permafrost sap. Um, mm. It is. It used to be used in a number of medicinal remedies back before it was deadly. Um, it used to function like a muscle relaxant. Mm -hmm. But now it causes frostbite. Um, the plants have, I wouldn't even call it evolution, I'd call it metamorphosized into something much more deadly, almost predatory. Uh, but they, they seem almost completely reactional, though. They don't attack of their own accord. No, but they do remind me of some of the, uh, some of the, uh, What's the word? Uh, some of the characteristics of uh, more predatory, even carnivorous plants. Mm. Um, there really aren't many of those sorts of plants in Frosthold. Omatum is currently the most vicious that I know of. This is all well and fascinating, and I do sympathize with this because it's awful but from the sounds of it the five of us aren't going to do or the six of us however many the fuck there are in this room right now we're not going to solve this 
No, this will probably take years to solve. I <laughs> anybody coming here expecting a miracle is crazy. Well, we have our information, I guess. Information? Helena tasked us with uh, getting information on why the Van Hart is being a little, uh, you know. Oh, so she's she's finally ready to devote some resources to this project. Well, see, was she oh. resistant before? I, I don't mean that to be an insult to her, but Awas has had some problems in the last few years, and she hasn't been able to help us out lately. Ah. I'm not even sure she knows I'm here. Um, but uh, we've well. also been trying to keep this project quiet, because if the fucking bureaucrats who you know, work on this, hear of us trying to do this, they're going to get defensive and all that nonsense. I think working with her will be beneficial to you. <clears throat> she also has the Glacier Watch wrapped around her pretty little finger, so... Does she, or are they just scared of her? I, I mean, either way. They probably also want to all sleep with her, but, you know. I can't blame them for that. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Magda just steers around that. Um, uh, I, uh... I, I would definitely appreciate her help and Alistair's if he's interested in this. I, we, we are headed there next, so we can put in a word for you. And I, uh... Yeah, I'll have to bring some of this back to Devria and let her know what you all have found out and uh, anything new I've come up with. And uh, I'll send a letter ahead to Alistair as well, just to make sure he knows we're involved. And hopefully, once Torisaz picks their new Arcanist, we can get them in on it too. Uh, Isa is busy with their own things, and Nalthys hasn't been very open to the world lately. But uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get some of the other rune towns in on this. Being that all of the rune towns are in the rune woods, I would certainly hope that they'd be concerned. Because even if we only keep it contained on these islands... Like, that'll be enough for me, just to make sure, you know, it doesn't spread and literally destroy everything. I, I can yeah. I can also put in a good word with the company. I know you don't much care for them, but... Honestly, I'm open to any help at this point. Well, but, uh, at least try it. Um, and as he's about to speak again, you guys hear distantly sort of muffled through the wall um, the elk bugle. You see, you hear multiple at once and he sort of pops up. He's like oh shit, I forgot. Um, Big Matt, come down, help me. And he just tr trots down the stairs. Uh, yeah, would, you say, would you say it's a muffled deer scream? No, because they're not deer. Would you say it's muffled elk scream? <laughs> yes. I, I'm going to follow them. 
I guess technically elk are deer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys head down, whoever wants to go, um, and uh, Aubrey starts just loading sacks onto Fustrak's arms. They're like him size, so for you, they're like little flower sacks, but as he loads more and more, they get heavier. Um, and then he, like, picks one up over his shoulder. Jasper grabs one, um, and he, uh, Aubrey sort of kicks open the door. He, like, manages to just turn the handle and sort of kicks it open. Um, and outside, you see gathered around the front of this ring of torches is just a mass of elk and there, none of them will cross the line of torchlight, but a lot of them are up close, especially the females. Um, and you see that a good maybe quarter of them have what look like wounds yep. and blisters. And a number of the males have antlers that have just like rotted off. Um, and standing in the midst of them at the front uh, with the females is a maybe three-story tall stag. Uh, the antlers go back, and like a, like a normal elks, they have like the points that come off, but they also have hooks that come down as well. Um, and you can see hanging from the antlers now that you've gotten up close to him. Uh, there are not all modem, but uh, other types of vines hanging off. And then on some of the hooks, you see they're pierced. And there's actually like silver and gold in some of these uh, antlers. Like people have put it there on purpose. Um, you see the end of one antler, like one tine has been uh, hacked off. Uh, you're not sure if it was like in a fight or if he broke it on something. Um, and you also see that around the base of one of his antlers, there's this bright like green ring that looks like it's made of uh, like a really hardy cloth uh, that's just been tied around very tightly. Um, what? What did you think it was? That it was the Almaradam. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the Almaradam is gray green. Um, but as Aubrey steps out the door with two of the sacks over his shoulders, uh, you hear him calling out like, okay, everybody calm down, calm down. I brought more tonight. And he just starts like waddling to the edge of the ring. Um, and the, the Vern Hjarta, uh, sort of snorts and stamps a paw and all of the males back off and the females stay at the front. Uh, and Aubrey just barely leaving the ring starts dumping out all of the sacks uh, for them. And they're full of uh, a mix of different things. A lot of like greens and like chopped up grass. There's some corn in there, basically anything he could think to grab. Mm -hmm. um, and as he starts dumping them out, um, none of the females step forward until he sort of looks up and says, all right, all right, come on. And they come in and start eating. Um, it seems like they've reached some sort of accord with him. 
Uh, and the more and more you guys dump out, uh, you can see that the male elks at the back, which there are far fewer of them than there are females, um, you can see they start getting like excited and you notice the males are much thinner than the females. It looks like they don't get to eat unless the females do. Um, and it isn't until most of the females are finished that the Verndhjarta himself like drops his head and starts eating and all the males come forward as well. Uh, um, but yeah. I, as this is all happening, as they're dumping out the food and everything, uh, Noah is just going to walk past the circle and up to the Vernhart. Okay. He stops with his like nose down in all the like feed and just looks at you and it's a little unsettling um up close because his head is like more than the size of half your body Mm -hmm. um his antlers alone are taller than you and uh as he opens his eyes and looks at you uh you see that most of the elk their eyes are pretty dark and like the irises are brown and um his have this strange sort of um almost like a zigzag of silver through green in the irises and as he looks at you the silver stripes just sort of pulse blue once Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to take I'm, up the rear behind Noah and just kind of like stand at the yeah. ready and like give him back up. Uh, Magda, as you walk a little closer, the Vernhart slowly pulls his head back a little bit and he snorts and steam just fills the air. Uh, don't worry, I got it. It's fine. Uh, and I look at him and I start speaking in Thunar. I'm like, oh, uh, hey there, buddy. Uh, we're, uh, we're here to kind of help. We got your message that you wrote on the ground. He just stares at you. Okay. Uh, maybe you can write, but not talk. That's fine. Um, so can you understand me? Can you like stamp once for yes, twice for no? Stamp. Oh, okay, cool. Good to know. Uh, so uh, we got your, we got your message that the anchor tree's in trouble. Um, we think we know what's happening. So we're going to go try to take care of it. And this this guy here who's been feeding you, he's trying to get it taken care of as well. Uh, Just staring. Okay. Uh, Also, if you could tell your people, I suppose, that uh, to not go, to not eat anywhere near the, the Almadam, the flowers, then they'll probably feel a lot better. And he slowly tilts his head. Uh, the the big the like in confusion, <laughs> or no, it's not confusion. Okay, like give me. Can I get an insight check on what the fuck he means? Yeah, give me an insight check. Because it's that hard to read an expression when you're used to people expressions. True. Uh, that's going to be a ben? 12. Oh, you... Ben is doing the exact thing I was going to do. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you... No, you're good. It may be your experience with Foostruck, but you do manage to detect what you think is essentially is the are you stupid look. 
like you saying not to eat the vines is impossible. Why impossible? You don't know. Oh, that's true. Uh, if you, uh, oh, why, if you eat the vines, it'll make you sick. And he nods. Oh, okay. So he thinks I'm stupid for saying it because duh. That's not the only reason. And he sort of like casts his head to like motioning for you to look at all of the male elk in particular Mm -hmm. who versus the females one there's fewer of them and two more of them are sick oh okay um because they're starving yeah he just casts his head across them like look like what choice do we have gotcha uh okay so you know that's fair i totally understand um oh and i should also mention this being up close to the vernhiarta you will notice that there is a little bit of like this like almost like um oh no like just like the flesh is starting to bubble up and peel along one side of his face oh no okay uh i'm gonna turn back to aubrey and be like do you know any way to neutralize the effects of this or do we not know yet I mean, the only things I've been able to see to get rid of this stuff is, uh, of course, it dissolves in water, but other than that, fire. But obviously, that's not going to work on these. Okay. I I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I look back to the Vernhart and be like, you know, just do what you can. We're going to try to get it figured out so we can save everybody. And uh, make me make me a persuasion check with advantage, just for fun. Oh boy. Okay. Persuade that elk. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. Okay. Um, as you tell him this, he starts to tilt his head forward, which means his antlers just loom over you. Um, and he slowly tilts down one side, and you see hanging from one of the tines um, is. It looks like it was once an earring and it's been like hooked to the tine. Um, is this little silver piece that has uh, the image of a man's face with a bare head hood mm. um, where the upper part of the face is shadowed and he lowers it toward you. Uh, I reach up and grab it. Okay, you take it. It's, it's a normal sized earring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like the earring hook through it and he picks his head back up and sort of pulls it back so his chest is puffed and uh, looks over all of the males that have now completely just demolished all of the feed that was left and they're like sniffing around for more and uh, he gives this like grunt and they all look up at him and sort of hang their heads and start walking away okay Oh boy. Um I immediately cast identify on the the thing that you're in. Okay. Uh cuz I always have that prepped. <laughs> of course you do. I do. Uh, two and a half. I always have identify and detect magic prepped because <laughs> nobody else in this party can do that. Prep the 
specifics. Sorry to steal your thunder, Zach. I will let you oh, talk to okay. the next deer. <laughs> well, I figured I would do it because, like, the night before, I'd waved at him and he had uh, flashed blue at me. Oh. So I thought uh, that we, we might have some sort of, like, connection or advantage or something. That's. I'm definitely going to talk to Aubrey up here in a second, though. Good. I'll let you do that. <laughs> before you do that, I want to do, like, something real quick. Okay. But I will wait until... Yeah, but where is it? I didn't say that. You wait until the deer are ta- walking away, and then you stab all of them with a kunagarigama. Kusarigama. Kusarigama. That's what it is. Kunagarigama. I couldn't remember what the word was. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I got like the four of the syllables right. Good job. Thanks. Completely <laughs> out of Proud order. Of you. Completely out of order, but I did get them. Okay. Uh, this is uh oh god what did i name it fuck uh ursan's last wish no uh this the teardrop of the bear um this is known as the berserker's earring and why do i keep getting shit to give to fustrak it doesn't have to. Um, this earring can... It requires attunement. Yep. Um, and it can be used once a day to... Sorry, I'm looking for the text. Uh, can be used once a day to enter a rage for a oh. non-barbarian class. Oh. oh. Nice. That's pretty. Or a barbarian can use it for an extra rage. Hmm. Okay. Cool. That's a that's, that's a weird gift for a deer to give me. Well, uh, one of the things you immediately know is that the berserker is not associated with Ursan. Like his thing is bears, but uh, oh, that's Zarai right. mm-hmm. is the one associated with berserkers. But it's got a bear face on it. It does. Was she married to Ursan or something? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Ellen is his sister and her wife. Um, oh, you, yeah, that's right. So what you, being from where you're from, uh, Balin is not a huge thing where you're from, but you would know regardless that uh, Zarai and Ursan share a pretty close bond because as the goddess of war, uh, she is innately connected to death. Mm. And the reason her thing is the bear um, is because of Ursan. Uh, he, being a symbol of death and protection uh, in the Balin uh, sort of mythos, uh, the bear is a natural choice for a warrior, hence why she created the berserkers who can shift into a bear form. Um, this particular earring is stylized after Ursan, but the actual like makeup of it is Zarai. Okay. So it's sort of both. Gotcha. Okay. Handy. Uh, yeah, when Noah's doing that, I'm gonna walk up, like, 
cautiously to the Vernhart, because like, yeah, I'm sure he's not like super cool with a bunch of people. He, like, he's not, and in particular, he he doesn't seem bothered very much by Noah, but as you approach, he seems a little more suspicious. I don't. I just want to say. What language are you saying this in? I'll do it in Thunar. Okay. I just want to say that. And I'm going to pull my mask down again. I know what it feels like to be infected by something unwanted. And he lowers his head down so he's eye line with you. His head is almost laying on the ground. He's huge. <laughs> I will do what I can, though I don't feel like that's much. You see in his eyes the silver striping flash blue. And he also leans his head down to you, uh, leaning a particular tine downward uh, that has a ring looped around it. I will very cautiously take the ring. Um, the ring itself is covered in rune work um, that isn't... This is hard to describe. The rune work doesn't follow the shape of the band. It sort of wraps around it in weird directions. Uh, like one rune will be like split in between the front and the inside. Um, just as if somebody haphazardly was carving runes into this as fast as they could. Um, it is made of solid platinum. Uh, but that's that's about as much as you get just by looking at it. Uh, thank you. I'll do what I can. And he picks his head back up. Then again, sort of his, his head rests back. So his chest is sort of puffed and he looks across the rest of you. And he starts pawing at the ground. Fustruck waves at it again. Yeah, Fustruck just waves at him again. Yeah, he stops in the middle of what he's doing to look at Fustruck. The antlers flash. I like that. It's pretty cool. And he keeps digging. Um, it doesn't take him long, but he carves out uh, he carves out one rune for you guys. Um, and because all of you speak Thunar, you'd recognize it as the Algis rune, uh, which is the Y shape with the tine in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, on its own when not used as a letter in Thunar. It is generally used in uh, spells regarding protection and warding. Is that for protection for us or? You, you don't know. Oh, no, I'm asking him. Um, and he 
looks down at it, looks at you guys, and sort of motions with his head to the elk behind him. Mm. He wants us to protect them. And he, he, like, stamps next to it and, like, motions to them again. Bye. We'll do what we can. And seemingly satisfied with that answer, he picks his head back up and turns and you can see uh, his antlers begin to, like the line of blue begin to grow up through them again as they flash and the entire herd like looks at him, turns and disappears into the mist going down the hill. Uh, I'll go back. I feel like, okay. Yeah. Um, Aubrey is standing there looking thoroughly just agape and it's just like that alright I mean, so he's did you not try talking to him before well I don't speak sooner um, oh. wow uh, he is not at all vicious uh, no must be just the poachers that he's being awful to. Uh, the, yeah, we were kind of warned not to poach. Well, that's a, just a general rule of life. Uh, <laughs> the rune only, that he drew was for protection. He's just trying to protect the herd. Hmm. I, uh... I think I need to think about some of this. Uh... I, I do have to get back to Yera and report this to Devria. Um, where are you folks headed? Uh, we're going to Manaz. 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 Can I say big money at Manaz? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to go see Alistair. Uh well, uh, like I said, I'll send uh, I'll send a letter ahead to him. Um, I should be able to vote or post him something. But uh, this is I appreciate what you've all brought to me. I'm I'm glad you found me. Uh, this is unsettling, but also heartening to know more of this. I uh, I got a couple questions for you, Doc. If you got just a sec, of course. Um, so uh, sorry, I'm storing some things in my uh, in my journal. Um, so uh, that vial of uh, fluff that uh, Noah had, yes. So I'm the one that killed the dryad. Um, yes. And I was kind of like, you know, in front of it when it exploded. How bad is that for me? Well, that depends on if you breathed any of it in or if it got its claws in you. Um, claws? I don't, I don't think I took any damage from that. No, I think it was the cougar mostly. Um, I don't remember if I uh, 
inhaled it, I was uh, pretty uh, pretty pissed off at the time. Uh, well, lean down here. And I mean, he, I, I feel like I'd have to lay on the ground for him to like, <laughs> be, be good look at me. Uh, you, you can manage where he gives you very much the same treatment of like grabbing you by the face and like inspecting everything. Um, just for funsies, roll me a constitution save. Just a, just oh, a, retro, a retroactive constitution yeah. save. Oh, not 20. All oh, right. I was so I did, worried. Because I did say that you Gallaghered it, which means it went everywhere. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. And he like looks you over. He's like, no, I don't see anything out of place. Uh, since I was airborne, you had any trouble breathing at all uh, and feeling like maybe you're starting to come with, down with pneumonia? No, nothing like that. Okay, uh, take, just take a real deep breath as much as you can and then just empty your lungs for me. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as you do it, he's like listening very carefully. He's, he's like, no, that sounds about right. Uh, I, I think you're all right for the moment. But if at any point you feel like you're coming down with uh, a, the flu, a cold, uh, if you get feverish, uh, pneumonia, Anything like that, anything that affects your lungs that's out of place, please let me know as fast as you can. Too real. It's going to write lungs in yeah. big letters. Yeah. And uh, he, he looks across the group and says, did anyone else breathe in any of this? Did anyone else get too close to the dryad? Did anyone get hurt? I mean... I got, I think I got hit by, I know I got hit by the stuff, the sap. I've, I've already looked at you. You seem okay, okay but, but, I, but the same I think the dryad hit me as well. And I, you know, picked the fluff up. So, but I should be fine. Yeah. And Jasper got scratched up pretty good by the, uh, by the dryad yeah, too. Jasper got hit up pretty bad. And he turns and looks at Jasper, who's like wide eyed. And he, he walks Here he goes. over. Here he goes. He walks over and does the same thing where he's like, okay, breathe in super right. deep. And it's like, he's like, where did it hit you? And Jasper like shows him, even though he's like healed himself, he still has like scars that go across his chest and stomach. Um, and as he's like pulling back his robe, uh, you hear Aubrey go, oh, that's not good. Oh, fuck. Uh, and you see in one of these scars, there's just this tiny little gray green root sticking <gasps> no, out of the skin baby! because jasper rolled a two. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i looked straight at zach's face i was like reaction um so, so i do want to say because i never got a good time to say it yeah magda has been staring uh directly where the vernhart left this mm -hmm. whole time and very like slowly just one tear coming down her face mm -hmm. but as soon as she he hears that she wipes it away pulls her mask back up and she's like wait what and you you see the little bit of like gray green material and jasper's like when did that happen am i going to die and uh and aubrey's like no no we can Oh dear. Uh, no, we can we can still do something about this. Um, we can burn it, right? 
Well, who knows how much under is under the surface. You're a doctor, so I would hope you... I am a doctor of ecology. I'm not that kind of doctor, Jim. I'm just the other kind of doctor. You just stand around and you're useless. Damn it, Jim. I'm a plant doctor, not a human doctor. He's like, I... I mean, I know enough about the sort of... I know enough about the medical side to be of of use with like scrapes and simple sicknesses, but this is this is a lot. Um, we need. Uh, oh God, who do we need? Uh, uh, I'm gonna root around in my bag. Bad choice. And I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna go in my bag, <laughs> and I'm gonna pull out some of the bloodstone formaldehyde. Oh. And I'm going to be like, give me a hand. And Jasper puts out a hand. I cut, like, just a little bit of his finger. And now squeeze it into the vial. To make sure that it works with him. Oh, shit. I see what you're doing. Okay, let me warn you. Can I... Let me warn you first. Is this going to (laughs) work? Is this going to work? We just fucking kill him. You don't know. You don't know... Because immense testing goes into each version of bloodstone formaldehyde before the people who make it give it to a person. Because sometimes the recipes vary. Just going to throw this out here. If Magda fucking kills Jasper, we're going to have two dead party members tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Magda. Truth going to lose his fucking mind. Do you want to risk it? Uh... Can I... Will you allow me to stop you? Yeah. Okay, and just be like, okay, no, let's, uh, well, uh, whoa there. Uh, It'll preserve him so it won't spread. Uh, he's not dying or desiccating or rotting. He's, that's, I feel like you would just... I feel like you're gonna kill him. Okay, but he's not, he's not doing it yet. But if we can stop it... He needs more of like a like a weed killer and less of like a less of like a preservation. When he gets close to death, we can wa- talk about the preservation. But until then, let's. Well, if uh, he gets close to death, it's going to be too late at that point. But uh, do I get to say in this? I mean, if you want, please don't kill me. Uh, that's what we're like, trying not to do. <laughs> like I have, I have friends now. I don't want to die. Fine. Well, nobody wants you to die, buddy. Okay. And he, like, looks down at his stomach where this is, like, coming out from under his ribs. Um, and Aubrey rushes back inside and he comes out with, like, a roll of tools. And he's like, okay. Uh, I mean, we can try and see. It should just be surface level, so maybe we can extract it. Uh, uh, yeah, we can. Do- I can help you with that. Okay, uh, let's go, like, into a clean room, and he, like, grabs Jasper and, like, takes you guys inside. Um, I'm gonna check my vial now off to the side, because it's fucking useless now. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys head in, and uh, Aubrey takes you guys to a new floor uh, that appears to be uh, sort of... Uh, it, it's very clean, and it, it's there's uh, it's words. 
Yes. It's split into several sections that are walled off by glass. And you see behind one of the glass sections, uh, there is actual almadum growing uh, around a small sapling in this like container that he's completely sealed. Mm. Um, in another one, there is a completely healthy uh, sapling that is com- that is cut off from any other uh, source that looks like it's bright green and doing well. Uh, and then in the last, uh, there is this uh, a very familiar pile of fluff um, sitting on a small metal table in a completely stone and glass room. And the fluff just appears to be sitting there not doing anything. It's not like under anything? Uh, it's it's sealed, so no one okay. can get in or breathe it in, okay. but the fluff is just sort of sitting there. It looks like he was attempting to see if it would grow without the presence of, like, plants or earth, which it does not appear to be doing. But now that it's there, he can't take it out. <laughs> um, but he brings you guys into this room, and he has another... Uh, he has several, like, work tables set up, and on one of them, he, like, throws a sheet over it and has Jasper sit on the edge. Um, he's like, okay, so, uh, is anyone, like, a trained doctor? And Jasper raises his hand, and, <laughs> and uh, Aubrey sort of pats his, his knee and is like, uh, with all due respect, Jasper... It's very hard to cut yourself open. Um, oh, I can do it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. And I also, I want to do something real quick. Um, I'm going to reach down and touch the vine with uh-huh. just like the tip of my finger. And I'm going to cast identify. Infected. No. Um, <laughs> uh, identify? So it says, it says an object, but then at the bottom it says, if you instead touch a creature through the, throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are affecting it. I just want to see if there's anything I can gather, like, magically. So touch a creature through the casting, learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting Okay. Um, I, I didn't know if I could, like, get a sense. Or maybe learn its weakness. Uh, This plant is indeed being affected by a spell. (gasps) It is being affected by the transmutation spell plant growth. Which, in the version in which it is being used, uh, it is the greater version which is uh, all plants in a half mile radius are centered on a point within range, becoming rich for a year. Uh, the plants yield twice the normal amount when harvested. Um, but this seems to be, from what you've seen on the island, you're starting to think that maybe somebody cast this specifically on the Almatum. Did. Does that spell give you what level it was cast at, or no? Uh, it's a level it, three it's spell. A, it's a third level. Okay. It can be cast by bards, druids, and rangers, and anyone who has access to those spell books. I. Oh, there's so much meta knowledge that I probably yeah. that I'm so worried about now. Um, okay. So, unforeseen consequences. Um, do. You, do I know dispel magic? 
That's what I was thinking. Um, let me see. I don't know if that's a spell I have access to. Nope. I do not know Dispel Magic. Okay. So, put Catapult back on there. Anybody else want to make any checks or do anything? Um, I mean, this is probably kind of a long shot, but uh, Fustrock would probably ask Aubrey about Phoenixes. Okay. Because the vines seem to not like fire. Mm-hmm. And he did notice okay. that when he was hit by fire, he took half damage um, in the battle against the Glacier Watch. Because uh, we had fireball casts against us, and even though I failed the dexterity save, I took half damage. Yep. Um, I guess if there's anything medically that could be done with like his blood or like any of his like, scarring, or if there's like any like ritual that could be done with it uh, to like, you know, for like healing. Cause like the Phoenix brought him back to life um, and like healed the wound in his chest, but he's, you know, he still has this Phoenix scar mm-hmm. that seems to be doing some benefit to him. He's wondering if it can benefit anyone else. Okay. Um, as you explain this idea to Aubrey, he sort of scratches his head and he's like, I have little to no experience with fae creatures or their magics. Um, I don't know. Uh, And he looks at Noah and Jasper and says, Is there any merit to thinking that someone affected by a phoenix, maybe their blood could be of use? I, I mean, if I have fire resistance as well, if that's what you're thinking. Well, that's because you're you're a tiefling. Mm-hmm. That's sort of born into you from the infernal um, uh, bloodline. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe there's something there, and I go up and I put a hand on Fustrak, and I'm like, just give me a second, and I cast Identify. <laughs> on, on the mark on his chest? Yes. Okay. I don't know why we never thought of that. I, yeah, I didn't think of it. That is uh, all my spell slots for the day. <laughs> uh, Damn this- it, Astrid saw that fucking ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about running that to see if that would be any yeah. sort of help. Sorry. Uh, identify can be cast as a ritual without spending a spell. That's slot. true. It It'll just, just take, take 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you identify this, uh, it is not a specific spell, it is an enchantment. Oh. Um, this is what is known as an enchanted tattoo. Um, they are. This one is a little different because it is a combination of scarification and tattoo work, um, but it's something that was placed all at once. Um, This uh, tattoo gives fire resistance. Um, Basically, anytime the creature with this uh, mark is affected by uh, any type of fire-based magic or even physical fire, uh, much like tieflings, it will only take half damage. Uh, but also, there is an element to this enchantment that confuses you, because as you identify in your vision only, you see this sh- like trailing golden thread that sort of disappears into the air for a moment. The enchantment is connected to something, but you oh. can't tell what. Okay. 
Uh, I will relay all that information. Boostrack is definitely trying to find that thread. He's trying to look for it. Oh, you seen <laughs> a buddy. Yeah. No, buddy. He's he not smart boy. Yeah, He's no. not smart boy. That's not how any uh, of this works. Uh, but with that, you would know that the mark would not affect Fustrak's blood in any way. It only affects like him as a whole. Gotcha. It cannot be transferred. I tell Aubrey like the, uh, that's a that's an enchantment. There's nothing we can do with it. Well, it was worth the question. Um, so, I mean, I did get this ring from the Von Hop, but I don't know if that's going to do anything either. I mean, I can take ten minutes to look at it. I'm kind of tapped out. It's, it's not really my my bailiwick, so... Yes. Yeah, Here. I'll give it to Noah. Um, <laughs> Alright, I sit down on the floor and I just, like, stare at it. With your I'm, little pearl that you use for identifying. Yeah. I as that's happening, I'm just looking at like the the uh Jasper's <sighs> wound and just making sure it's not like growing like uh not visibly, but as he's like looking down at it, you can see he as his panic subsides, you can see this weird like you don't see this come over Jasper often, but you see his mind like lock into full like calculation mode as he's staring at this, and you see him sort of like pull the skin to see if it's like split in any way, and him like testing the vine itself to see like how resilient it is. Um, and you can see just the medical knowledge going through his head of okay, what's the plan here? Um, as he is just trying to figure out what's the best way to get rid of this thing. Um, Aubrey is still looking at it too and sort of talking to him like, I, th I think it's only skin deep. We could probably extract it, assuming it hasn't grown extra roots down in there. Why don't we attempt to do that? Like well, let's see what that ring is first. Um, and uh, Noah, as you finish identifying, uh, this is a classic ring of protection. Ooh, nice. Um, it does have a little bit of flavor to it. Uh, let me grab the Ooh, beef ring noodle. protection. <laughs> um, Chicken bouillon. Oh. Uh, Chicken this, uh, this adds one to your AC and plus one to all saving throws. Mm -hmm. Uh, does mm, yes does require attunement. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the ring itself, uh, Noah, you would learn this about it. Uh, when the creature wearing and attuned to this is attacked, uh, occasionally, occasionally, uh, a small bit of damage will get reflected back at the attacker uh, by a phantasmal elk oh that's pretty dope so it is i have flavor being that i've reflavored this ring i have called it the stag guard ring i hope ash is writing all this down because i'll yes, forget it in the next five minutes yep same <laughs> Uh, I hand it back to her and tell her what's up, and I'm like, so it's probably not going to do much to help with the plants. 
No. Okay. So let's at least try and get underneath the surface skin there and see if uh, we really have to cut him open. Oh god. Oh no. It's terrible. it's okay. We'll put him out. And I like pull stuff out of my out of my all my things. And I'm like, okay, we'll just. Uh, 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 uh no. Uh-uh. Uh, you want to be awake while we cut you open? I do not want to be asleep. Why don't... Okay. Jasper, that's... It's going to be terribly, like, agonizing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why not? I don't like it. I will get down at his level, like... It's just going to be like you're taking a nap, okay? No. What What scares you about it? I don't like being out of control. Oh. No one does. But oh, I'm not very good at this. Um. And um, he he sort of he started doing what I am. I'm I'm actually like acting him out. Um. It's like, I don't, bad things happen when I go to sleep in strange places, and I don't like it. What do you mean by that? And he sort of mutters, like, I have really bad nightmares, I don't like it. We're here to protect you, aren't we? And he sort of ducks his head a little bit and he looks over at Fustrak. You are your own man and the choice is yours. And if you do decide that you're okay being asleep, we're going to be right here to protect you. And if not, we're going to be right here going through it with you. And he like looks around the group and you can see he feels really like awkward because everyone's looking at him. This is all hanging on him. And he actually looks at Magda and says, will you hold my hand? Uh, oh, okay. And I'll hold his hand. Yeah. It's really awkward. That's okay. He doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, but yeah. Teeny little hand. He, he gives in. So, uh, I, no. uh, I pull a dagger out and I like hold it over him and I'm like, all right, just hold no. on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just kidding guy. And then I like, you know, like, like just trying to break the tension. It'll be yeah. fine. Um, but basically he, he does agree to be put to sleep if Magda holds his hand. Jesus fucking Christ, man. You're going to stab the kid. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I no, yeah. I wasn't. I learned my lesson uh, with well, that. You're gonna cat. get him. You're gonna give him a heart attack. I mean, he'll yeah, be. Yeah, Jasper's asleep. just sitting there, just. Okay. Ugh. Hey, I hold his hand again. Like it's, it's just no. It's Noah. You know, he's you know a little it's... a little prankster. Uh, so I will whip up a concoction to put him to sleep. Chloroform. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I have a bunch of panna. I mean, that won't put him to sleep, but that'll certainly put him out of it. Best of both It's also extremely addictive. Okay, maybe not. Don't get him addicted to drugs. (laughs) Please don't. He's just a boy. (laughs) A sweet baby boy. But what is... I have to get more clientele for Chunk. (laughs) Yeah. 
my god. Anyway, uh, go ahead and make me a medicine check for this whole operation. I Can I give myself guidance? Yes. Okay. Do I get any tools? Because I have, like, poisoner's kit. I've got I... herbalism kits. You'll. I will let you use your herbalism kit, yes. Okay, so that's just add proficiency. Okay. Well, yep. And Aubrey's helping. Yep, give yourself advantage. Ooh. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't even need it. Fucking nat 20 on the first roll. All right. Plus, no, no, wait. No, wait. And it's plus, plus six for my... No, it's plus one. Did you say medicine check? Yeah. Okay, so it's plus one for that, plus two, plus two. So 25 altogether. Okay. Uh, good. Uh, so... Yes, I am a surgeon now. Um, <laughs> so you... <laughs> You, uh, you, you put Jasper out with just like a mix of different things and you kind of do like the, uh, anesthesiologist thing where you're like, okay, let's count. And just like, you keep asking questions like, okay, okay. (laughs) Just gone. Um, Oh, hey mom uh, and dad, I'm an anesthesiologist. I know you all are like, you're, you're well acquainted with like blood and cuts and stuff, but like medical version of this is sometimes squeamish. So if anyone, if anyone in the actual party is just like, nope, can't watch this. Like, yeah. Uh, it's get real squicky. Yeah. Uh, strikes <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you clean Jasper up enough to be able to do this safely. And uh, you begin just very carefully taking the sharpest, thinnest knife you have and just cutting down the edge of sort of his skin where the root is growing out, basically following the line of where it's coming from. And uh, you get like a good half inch in uh, and you see sort of the bulb of the root with all these little tiny, like, villi-like fingers coming off of it. Um, and you see a couple have gotten a little longer and gone a bit deeper. Um, and as you're doing this, Aubrey is, like, advising you, uh, says, uh, make sure you don't cut the root itself. If you break it open, the sap will get in there and it won't, it won't be good. And uh, so you kind of have to dig for the rest of the roots and it's it doesn't feel good because because this is such a small person like the it would be like working on a child where you don't have as much room for error as you do with an adult um but you manage to dig down and get to the deepest uh, root which is almost getting into like the very thin fat layer under the skin and you very carefully, almost like you're extracting a tick, just pull on it with a pair of tweezers and you manage to get the whole thing out. Like this maybe like little root ball that's like that big maybe and then the actual like length of it is maybe that far uh, including what was outside the skin. Um, but you you carefully take it out and you you do what you can uh, with uh, Aubrey helping you like cauterize a couple like bits that are especially bloody and you, you wrap it and make sure it's all good. And it doesn't take that long, thankfully, maybe like 20 minutes or so. I give him a cure wounds if I had one, but I don't. (laughs) Um, yeah. I just slap the wound. He's just like, cure wounds. (laughs) Jasper can do that for himself. Um, but yeah, I can give him a potion. You can. 
Uh, you could, but oh. he'll be fine. He'll wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you finish that and covered over with enough bandage to keep it clean, but you know that with Jasper's magic, he'll be able to heal it up much better than you can. Um, and you're done, and you have a little little root ball in your possession. I uh, I put it in a flask and I stopper it. Mm-hmm. And then I take out my smelling salts and like put them under his nose. I'm like, wake up. Okay. It, it takes a little while for him to come to, but when he does, Do the Victorian uh, way. Uh, Magda, are you still holding his hand? Uh-huh. He just curls straight into you. Mm, baby. I will like kind of be taken aback by that, but I'll just kind of gently like pat, pat, it's all yeah. right. It it went good. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, he. I, do, I look at Foostruck. I'm like, I'm doing this right, right? I'm being comforting. This is okay. Okay. <laughs> That's so fucking oh, cute. Stop hitting him. Am I hitting it? Is does this hurt? Oh no. Foostruck's gonna reach over and ruffle Noah's hair a little bit and be like, "You did a good job." Oh, thanks. You know, I don't think I've ever actually cut any person open before, so that was kind of that was interesting. I mean, you did shoot that guy uh, a while back. I mean, that's true. I that was my dad that I shot. So, um, no, I mean, I mean, when we were uh, all sorry, yeah, all sorry, that guy. That was less of a cut and more of an explosion. Yeah. Um. Uh, you it know, was a yeah. less graceful cut. <laughs> uh, you know, a gun is a less graceful way to cut people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jasper, as he sort of comes to, he's going to be groggy for a while, so he's just he doesn't talk much, but he's just sort of curled into you. He probably has no idea what's happening at the moment, but he's just quiet. Um, and Aubrey sort of steps back. He's like, "All right, well, that was stressful." Um, keep a very close eye on him um but it looks like he's pretty lucky that that didn't get any deeper so so question does this spire just like go away like does it stop existing after a certain amount of time or can we stay here for the night uh i suppose i can delay my trip home if needed okay uh, what if you just took us home with you and then brought us back? I I can do that. Do you all fancy a trip to Yera? Where is that? Uh, it's uh, northeast of here. Um, it's a and oh, he, it's like uh, uh, it's yeah. probably a solid like yeah, three weeks walk. No, oh, great. Well, we could also make camp, I guess. Uh. You know, I, I, you know, I think I'd rather he stay in like a clean, yeah. safe environment for the night. Um, so I'll, I'll take you with me to Yera and we can come back in the morning. Um, that way he'll have, you know, uh, we can go to my wife's tower and get him a comfortable bed because I don't really have guest rooms. Um This place isn't really like a living place. It's more of like a travel caravan it's like a it's like a a, a mobile office if you will mm. okay 
I love that you're just tapping the whole time. Yep. I'm just, yep. it's okay. It's okay. Baby. Um, but yeah, uh, Aubrey's like, so um, anyone else we need to pick up or is anyone, is everyone here? Uh, <laughs> it no. seems like everyone's here. Right. Lorcan's here. Yeah. Lorcan has like kept his distance, like kind of, not that like blood or anything bothers him, but he's like thoroughly, uh, disturbed by what almost happened to Jasper. Um, and Lorcan's just like, yep, we're all here. Uh, and Aubrey's like, great, cool. And he claps his hands together and you all feel the sudden shudder of the whole building. Um, when that makes Jasper sort of like, what, what, what? And he like clings to Magda's like coat. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, you feel the whole thing shudder and then almost like this slow build of motion like sideways at first it's a little weird because nothing is moving but you feel the whole tower moving Um, anybody who gets like super motion sick would be like Um, and uh, within maybe uh, maybe a minute or so it shudders again and comes to a halt. And you almost see the interior of the tower almost like relax. As all the stone sets into place. And um, you hear immediately you hear this like rapid knocking on the door down below. And Aubrey uh, goes running down the spiral staircase. Okay, so do we just say, hey, what do we do? What do we I do? mean, we can follow him if you like. He said we weren't going to sleep here. Okay. Uh, just pick him up. You can bring him along. Uh, this is so cute. <laughs> yeah, Magda just scoops him up like a baby and you bring him along. Um, he's like toddler sized, so he's not that hard to carry. Yeah. Um, and you, you head down and Lurkin follows along with you guys. Uh, you see uh, Aubrey down at the front door. He has opened it and standing on the step just outside the door is another halfling a woman. Uh, she has much uh, she is longer like uh, more wavy than curly hair. Uh, completely like stark platinum blonde. Uh, has these very bright, uh, weirdly amethyst purple eyes. And uh, she's dressed in this very fine uh, purple and uh, gray robe that's very tightly wrapped around her. And then sort of an overcoat. You see, it's still, it's still, of course, dark outside. It's fairly late, so you don't really see lights anywhere except... Very close by, you see the foot of a much larger tower um, that is uh, that has like all these like floating lights outside of it, and there are fireflies and so on. Uh, but the two of them are rapidly talking back and forth in a language that I don't think any of you know. Uh, none of you know Halfling, do you? I don't nope. think so. No. Yeah, they're just chattering back and forth in like the most crazy Gaelic. Um, just insane. You can't even think of how to spell some of these words. Nobody can. Um, no one can. Uh, it's like a really nice mix of Gaelic and Welsh, so it's especially unspellable. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, as you guys come down, uh, Aubrey motions to you all and switches into common. He says, uh, "These are these are the folks. Um, this is uh, Mr. Noah Barago." Uh, and you hear the woman go, "Oh, so it is." Oh, hi there. And uh, and uh, he says, "And this is Miss Magda Renly, was it?" Yeah. Hi. Uh, and that's Mr. Jasper, uh, uh, Mr. Fustrock Broadhorn, and Mr. Lorkin didn't catch a last name. And Lorkin's just like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and uh, the woman who uh, Aubrey introduces you guys to says, this is my darling wife and the uh, master arcanist of Yera, uh, Divria Selbin. And uh, she steps into the tower. Uh, you see, she's a little bit taller than her husband. Um, she, unlike him, she's not quite so hobbity. Uh, so she has like shoes, and uh, everything about her is much more. Uh, I wouldn't say noble, but a little finer. Like she keeps herself much more carefully than he does. But of course, he works outside all the time, so he's always a little rough. Um, but she steps up and shakes hands with those of you who have your hands free um, and looks to Magda in particular and says, why don't you bring him into the tower? Uh, we'll get him all settled into room. Um, I have a few guest rooms. Uh, there, a lot of them are double rooms. So uh, just pick whoever you want your roommate to be, I suppose. Um, please come in and uh, I'll get food for you all as well. And, uh, she sort of ushers you guys out of the spire. Um, the spire stands at like 10 stories tall, but they're like, uh, but compared to this other tower, um, they're about even height, but the larger tower has its own like miniature spire sticking up from the center of the top floor uh, that has a similar beacon on top of it. And uh, you are led inside this very uh, nicely kept but rustic sort of bastion tower. It's not this tall, thin deal like uh, with Helena. Uh, it's much more wide and broad. And the entire interior is almost over-decorated, but with like warm colors and too many blankets and rugs and pillows and too many pieces of furniture. Um, it's all built to be of normal person size, not halfling. So you all can navigate through it pretty easily. Um, and she first escorts Magda and uh, Jasper up to uh, one of the floors where she shows you into a room with two sort of single beds in it. And she helps you like tuck Jasper in. And Jasper the whole time is just sort of out of it. And he, re he knows what's happening, but he can't talk yet. But yeah. And she makes sure all the rest of you get rooms and any extra blankets or pillows or whatever. And she's, as she's going along, she's just like, we'll, we'll wait for formalities and all that. And so on, just get you all comfortable first. Um, I'll have uh, food sent up for you all. I'm sure you've had a, a long day. Um, pardon me. I'm a bit busy at this very moment. Um, but my husband will look after you. If you need anything, just talk to him or uh, one of the folks working on the grounds. And she very quickly just speeds away. 
and out of the tower. It's getting late at this point, isn't it? Yes, it's past midnight. Okay. Uh, I would assume we know it would probably be pretty quiet at this point. Just be like, oh, okay, you guys, so it's probably time for a bit. Yeah, we got a... How many rooms are there? Uh, there's four guest rooms. All right, someone's got a share. God, I'm fine. I don't. I'll share. I don't care. Ty's gonna stay with Jasper. Okay. Okay. All right. You can stay with Jasper, and then the rest of us get rooms to ourselves. Ooh. Yeah. You each pick a room for yourselves. Um. Uh, as I said, everything is like average humanoid size, so like the beds aren't tiny. Um, and you each get settled uh, if you want food. Uh, Aubrey does bring it for you, but the tower is pretty quiet at this point. And uh, what with Jasper recovering from what could have been a very bad experience, um, everybody's a little quiet. And, uh, yeah, I think that is a good spot to stop for tonight. Mm -hmm. Went a little bit over, but that's fine. Okay. We started one minute late, so we get an extra half hour. <laughs> Slash hour. Um, that, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So... I apologize for almost taking your little boy from you. <laughs> you don't apologize. Listen, he rolled badly. He rolled it too. So, tell us about the stream, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, okay. We don't want to discuss anything? Fine. Oh, fine. Sorry. Fine. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. We oh. had a lot of shit thrown at us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Have fun. Um, yes, yeah, so. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome, and thank you for staying for the stream. Uh, the Alarn Adventuring Company can be found on Twitter. Uh, you'll find all our links below and on Linktree. There's a link to that as well. Um, it is at Lauren ADVCo uh, on Twitter. It is at at Lauren ADVCo. Yeah. Um, we, I, I do have tweets scheduled for like reminders of the uh, podcasts and videos and whatnot that go up on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, so on. Um, those go up on Wednesdays, usually Wednesday morning, but sometimes not till Thursday morning because Taylor has a bad memory. Uh, and uh, you can watch anything that you missed. Also consider supporting us on Redbubble where we have a few designs up. Um, I'm hoping after I finish editing Ben's stuff, I will be able to add some more uh, new designs and whatnot. But uh, we hope you support us there because this Zoom stuff costs money. And we would like to be able to, to grow this a little bit. Tell your friends about us, because that's the only way we get new watchers. Um, other than that, am I missing anything for Aiko? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Ash, tell us about your pretty self. Oh, hi. Uh, oh, <laughs> hello. Uh, my name is Astrid Knight. You can find me basically everywhere. 
at Astrid K writes, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mostly Twitter, uh, or on my website, astronight.com, which I just updated. Uh, yeah. it's still, Ooh, I need you to pull a demon almost got out. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's my perception, perception check? check? Oh, yeah, I'm writing, writing? A, I'm writing a book. It's about D&D. It's pretty cool. I'm almost done with the first draft of it and hoping to get it to Taylor by the end of this month. Oh, shit. Ah, yeah. I know. Is it yes! Hoping, 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 hoping. No, hoping. you have to now. You can do it. Send you us can do all it. a beta copy so we can all mail you like red ink pen all over the pages. I uh, yeah, I'll probably give but it to you guys. That's too, but... that's not a bad idea because that will also help me with things that I might miss because it's yeah. going to be a lot. Yeah, I. Yeah, well, it's, it's three books. I'm hoping. Yeah. No, I am hoping to cut it down to one twenty. You won't. Um, I will. What's it it's now? One eighty? No, it's like it's probably gonna end up at just one seventy. So, we're not gonna get into this right now. Yeah. Uh yeah. But I'm writing that and I'm hoping to release it in the winter of twenty twenty two, so look out for that. I also have a short story in Tales from the Year Between Volume Three in the Wake of the Kraken from Skullgate Media. Check it out on Amazon. I have a short story in it called The Ballad of Thames and the Tattered. Uh it's about it's about uh, glory and revenge and uh, oh, yes. orc ladies, orc, hot orc ladies. Yes, uh, they're they're dead girlfriends yes. and my favorite kind. Yup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I meant I meant traumatized orc ladies, not uh, dead okay. girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so, dark ladies with their <laughs> girlfriends. Though that is uh, keeper. There you go. Uh, so check that out. People. Yep. That's okay. it. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Blake, tell us about yourself. Oh, I'll go next. Uh, oh. so my name is Blake R. Wolf. Oh Jesus! Here come the books. <laughs> you have them ready. <laughs> uh, and I write fantasy novels. Uh, you can find me at blakearwolf.com. It's B L A K E R W O L F E. Hold them up a little higher, please. And, oh, I was waiting for you to get. Oh, okay. To- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> advertise my books. And um, so book four just came out in July. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be five books in the series. Book five is two chapters away from being finished. Taylor's already got all of it. And it will be coming out on September 15th. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway for the final uh, on launch day, which I'll share more stuff about later. But someone is like throwing me a a really big fan of the series is throwing me like a, a giveaway party. For the launch of the final book. So, yeah, I know, which is super fucking weird, but I love it. Thank you, Joey. That's not weird. Um, It's weird to me. Uh, Not in, like, a bad way. It's just, like, unexpected. So, uh, yeah, so thank you, Joey, for that. But, um, yeah, there's... The books are going to end. The series is going to end finally, and I'm going to move on to the next series. So, it's, like, full of gay people. It's kind of D&D-ish. Uh, like Lord of the Rings, little, Narnia. Yeah, a little bit of Lord of the Rings, a little bit of Narnia, a uh, little bit it's of Monica, a little bit of Jessica. You know, it's got it's got everything. <laughs> yeah, I was very listening, classic fantasy. Yeah, I was listening to the 
the radio the other day, and I kid you not, they played Mumbo Number Five, and oh I remembered every goddamn word. Same. I loved that song. Though. It's so but good. Now I'm like three, four, five. Wow, that's really catchy. Yeah, no, it's super catchy. But he's just like, oh, I'm fucking all these people, you yeah. guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me. Uh, I'm also on all the social medias under the same name, so you can find me anywhere and everywhere where you like to hang out and get social points. Yeah. Is that how By it the works? Books. Yeah. You get social points? Yeah, yeah. People like oh. your stuff, you feel good about yourself, and then you don't go into a crippling and then you depression. Feel terrible about yourself later. <laughs> exactly. But being perceived. Yeah. Oh, I think that's and, just you. Um, and uh, okay. if if you already have Kindle Unlimited, you can just read the books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're all in Kindle yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. So like if you have Kindle Unlimited, they're free, basically. Well, yeah. For the low, yeah. low price of your subscription every month, they're free. Yes, which is not that much. No, it's so. nine ninety nine. It's cheap. And if, if you don't have Kindle Unlimited, they do have a free trial. So go read them. Actually, the other cool thing is if you get to the end of that free trial and you cancel it like I just did, they'll offer you six months for 30 bucks. Oh. So wow. at half price. So get to the end of your trial and try to cancel it anyway. And you can get three months Game for free. The system. Game the Jeff system. Jeff Bezos doesn't need money. Amazon makes enough money. Their, yes. their shares are like over three thousand dollars. They're fine. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's me. Zach, that's all I can think of. Uh, we uh, should probably you, let Zach go though. Yeah. No. No. I was saying that was all I can think of for you. Oh. Yes. Okay. We're just like, yep. That's everybody. Zach. Zach. I didn't forget you. I was just thinking if there was anything else for Ben. I'm sorry. I would have been too awkward to say otherwise. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yesterday, Alina and I went to Crumble Cookies, and I was so tired from work that I misheard uh, Tyler as Zach. And uh, our order was completely wrong, and I was just about to be like, yep, that's us, just to fucking leave out of embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) The cookies were completely wrong. Oh, my God. Um, So, Hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, Wait, at though? Zachary G. Author. My name is Zachary uh, Gale. Last <laughs> name for my, for my for my books. <laughs> um, Wait, what's your name? Mid- middle name in real life. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. What is Zachary it? Zachary Gale for what my is- author. It's Tyler? what? It's what? <laughs> what? Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tanisha? Tanya? No, wait, that's me. Um, <laughs> everybody calls me Brian, so it's fine. Uh, or Nick. I'm sorry. Believe it or fucking not, people call me Nick all the time. And I don't know why. They're that sounds like, nothing like. I'm like, ben my name's Ben. Nick. And they're like, okay, Nick. Like, Do I look like a hyper straight man? Obviously. Do you see the hat with the gay sticker? Yeah. Totes. Yeah. My hat. Yeah. Former my hat. I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. Sorry, Zach. No, you're good. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary G author. Uh, I mostly write horror. I'm working on a, uh, my first anthology, like, like collection of, uh, short stories and flash fiction. Um, hoping to release that next year. And, um, Beyond that, I mostly just play D&D. Uh, my wife uh, does run an Etsy shop. 
Uh, some of the stickers are currently behind Taylor. Soon, I will have a water bottle with me decorated with a shitload of her stuff. Um, her Etsy shop is Leany Draws, uh, L-E-N-I-E Draws. Uh, it's currently on hiatus because we recently moved and she's still unpacking her uh, her office and her shop. Uh, and she may actually be changing sites soon. So uh, we will see what happens there because Etsy is making things tough. Yes, they so, do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we, will, uh, we will see what happens. Perhaps uh, next week I will have more information. Taylor, yeah, that's me. Tell us about yourself. Nah. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> All right, me. Um, wow. Jesus me? Christ. Good I, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Am I that annoying? Yes. Uh, no. All right. Oh. All right. Wow. <laughs> oh. I thought everybody I thought... was going to say yes. No, I thought you were actually trying to be me. I apologize. Oh, so we called Ash annoying, and I called you annoying, and Zach was just like, you guys are great. Ash, get your ass back here. You should have heard her earlier. I said that if she didn't believe in herself, we were all going to believe her for her, and she goes, Psh. I was yeah. like, you little shit. No, I thought, I thought you were imitating me being no. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, she was just imitating herself. Uh, anyway, hello. Everybody, everybody get ready. Everybody get ready. Did he just burp really loud? No, he Why? did the he did the, the no snort thing. Oh, okay. I thought you burped. No. I mean that would be no. a- sequel to the <laughs> Okay. Uh hang on. Uh caboose, bring up this train wreck. Come on. Hello. <laughs> My name is Taylor Wallace. I'm the cat herder. You indeed. Um, you can find me on Twitter at T A I Y L O R W A L L A C E. Taylor Wallace. Make sure you spell it wrong, or you'll never find me. Uh, you can also find me on SonderEditing.com, which thank you, Ash, for just reminding me. I need to update it with the rest of the Crystalline Chronicles. Um, and uh, I may have to put a coming soon for a perception check up there, too. Um, so if you've got a cover, when you have a cover, let me know. I did um, just talk to my cover artist. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... I am currently mostly a DM and just general troll of Twitter. Uh, I do run the AACO Twitter as well. I like interactions about D&D, so come talk to me. Um, but uh, if you need an editor, uh, I, I, I guess I have like several projects like lined up right now, but if you need an editor, man, and you don't want to pay, you know... The, uh, uh, fuck, I need to come up with new ones for the, this. The left kidney of your firstborn kobold? Yeah, if you don't want to pay yeah. the left kidney of your firstborn kobold, uh, let me know, because, uh, compared to other editors, I, uh, I'm 
pretty much a lot more affordable. What did we say that your books would have been somewhere in the realm of a thousand dollars each? For, uh, yeah, it would have been one to two K each. Yeah. For your average freelance editor or editing service. And I like to work with new people and I'm trying to grow my brand. So I charge less. And uh, depending on the size of the project, we can even like figure out something else if you don't have money. So let me know. Drugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Sonder Editing for that primarily. I have not finished setting up Readsy yet, but I'm going to. I need to remember to do it. Um, and uh, I am currently editing the last book of the Crystal Chronicles. The Crystal which- Moon. Yeah. Which was inspired by a David Bowie song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had the Crystal Eye. Oh, Jesus. The Crystal Archivist. Oh. The Key. The mo- or the Heart. And now the Moon. Mm-hmm. The next series will not be named so ridiculously. That's yeah, not for, ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. I, I don't know what happened, but like you, me, and Ash all got stuck on Crystal something all at once. Like for me, it was in at Lauren. For for you, it's the Crystal Mages, and for him, it's the fucking Crystalline Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, paying homage to that Final Fantasy, yo. Hell Crystal yeah! Final Fantasy raised me. I yes. just think crystals are pretty cool. They're they're pretty cool. Yeah. Next Those time it'll really be a cool specific reasons. crystal, yes. like an amethyst. Yes. Or a Jasper. Jasper. I don't think Jasper's a crystal, though. It's a stone. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that is pretty much everything. Like I said before, all links are below in the link tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you guys next week. I know I've been saying it for a while, but next week is the planned arrival of our fifth person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, he's been telling me that his other campaign is finishing, uh, and, uh, being that you guys are in Yara, if that ends up being true, I think I know how to introduce him. What? So, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um. Oh my god, you're fucking killing me, you two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, we will see y'all next week on the... <laughs> 11th. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, the 11th. <laughs> End the streak! What is happening? Are we done, you guys? <laughs> I, I was trying to do my normal, like, join us at 5pm thing. Alright, you two, shut up. Um... <laughs> Join us next week. Uh, it will be September 11th at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, help us ignore the history of all the things that happened that day. Okay. All right. We're getting out Bye of here, y'all. you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.